0: Talk if I want to.
1: That's staying in, just so you all know. Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, You're well, with Dan Walker coming out, we'll probably be getting close to weekly again podcast. I tripped over the words there a little bit, but that's okay. We're finally doing patch 5.55 spoiler cast. Yes, everything is on the table here. If you're not all the way caught up, there are spoilers, and we are casting them. So, you have been Some things
0: fell off the table.
1: Yeah. No, well, hopefully yeah. they didn't fall off the table. That's fine. So, uh, yeah, to do that, you're going to need uh, me. Well, I, I need is a strong word. It's, I'm, I'm Haps. It's, hey, what's up? We got Sly. That We need him. Hi. Hey, what's up? Do we? Do we? I mean, who I else did. is going to be the lore expert I- on this show? There's nobody else. You sure about that? I'm pretty... I'm most sure. sure. I mean... I, I mean, guess maybe we should right? ask the third guy who's here. Uh, fucking
2: Air Zivia doesn't fucking count because we're shitting those anyway, so we, we need somebody else.
1: Exactly. So that's Wait, did you guys? That. No, we didn't do one. Do you guys? Oh, I thought you were going to,
0: like, say that you had uh, pirates or... Uh, or moves, I, well, like, you know what? I legit
1: of almost did it. I, l- I contemplated it about tw- ten seconds ago, and I was like, nah, you know what? I'll just say it's epic, you know, guys. I-
0: you know, Frosty Frosty contemplated it for all of, like, 30 seconds before he replaced me.
1: Well, that's because uh, nobody could reach you for months. <laughs> We're the loyal ones who said, we'll wait. It's tradition. That's right. You're smart. You're loyal. I'm definitely the second one.
2: Appreciate that. Yeah.
1: The first I appreciate one...
2: you. <laughs> Goodbye, Mama House.
1: <laughs> Hi. Uh...
0: That's good. Hi, everyone. Hi, how are you doing? Welcome to uh, SpoilerCast 5.55. We are doing it today, which means that 5.55 was no more than two weeks ago. (laughs) A long two weeks. But that's how it works. Yeah, I didn't
1: know that Uh, May was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. dude. Yeah. 2019 was two weeks ago. That's true. No, that was 20 years (laughs) ago. That's incorrect. That was 20 years ago. But it was also. It's an anomaly, so it was. It was both. So know. it's like Final Fantasy fourteen's storyline. It's in a time bubble. That's a yeah. sensitive topic. Actually, I yes. For some people,
0: <laughs> we are definitely in, in the time bubble. Okay, that's not not a bad
1: analogy. Okay. Um, Mike, you, you got some sponsors, right? Yeah, we got Steel Series. Thanks for sponsoring the show. We haven't done a giveaway in a while, just because it hasn't been consistent. So that's that's what they get. They get the thank you. They don't check anyway. They've never once watched the show. I'll be real. Maybe they have. <laughs> thanks for
2: sponsoring, <laughs> and thanks over on Twitter. And they're probably watching right now, or probably watching the YouTube video. Dude, it's so, it's four in the we, afternoon. We love you. We, Most of them we love do you. not.
1: I, I thank I, you for re-
2: thank you for sponsoring us. We really appreciate it. Even don't listen to what he just said. We love
0: you. You guys don't know for a fact that I'm not working for Steel
1: Series now. If you don't know what you're working for, nobody does. It's a mystery.
2: Yeah. Hmm. It's a.
1: Wait, no, wait. Here we go. It's a mystery. There you go. I forgot the main voice for it. <laughs> uh, also, thank you to our sponsors over on Patreon who support despite getting really nothing out of it except for a big thank you right here. So, uh, thanks. So let's
2: talk about the story. I love you too. <laughs> yeah. So let's uh thank God. We'll thank talk about I just shitting on everybody in the industry. I didn't shit on a
1: single person. I said I you- there's no real reason for you to do this, and I bet they don't watch anyway.
2: <laughs> we-, we still love you.
1: Yeah. Doesn't mean you can't appreciate. It. I said thank you. So five point five. Let's do five the five. shot. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, let's do
1: a show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. at this time, uh, what happened?
2: <laughs>
0: what happened in 5.55? Yeah,
1: what happened? Yeah. Yeah, what happened?
0: Okay. Uh, I was afraid you were going to put this on me. You're going to bring this heat down on me. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we want to go through it sequentially, or do we want to just, like, get to the juicy that-
2: bits?
1: I think sequentially is the juicy bits, is it? Uh, sort of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. With everything that so, happened, a lot's happened in 5.5. <laughs> like, a collectively, across both That's patches. true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's true.
0: So, we start with a conference
1: in Alamigo. Um,
0: I think it's kind of interesting that Alamigo has become our, like, de facto Eorzean Alliance headquarters, given that it's, like, in a terrible location. Yeah. It's like literally on the very, very northern border of Aosia.
2: Why do we. Why the fuck do we keep doing
1: this? The big thing. We keep doing it bec- Why?
0: Why? Uh, no, it's tell the one me that was actually. most recently designed. Oh, it's the one that was most recently designed by the artist, so it's got like better textures and shit.
1: Okay. <laughs> now, what's the logical reason for us to be in there? Yeah, because I'd imagine I the that Doma reason? Doma doesn't like going there. Doma doesn't have a great easy way to. It's get easier there.
0: for Doma <laughs> No, no, it's probably it's probably easier for Doma than it is for
1: uh than it would be for Doma to get down to like Linsa Laminsa or for instance. I See, mean, that's where Gosetsu Gosetsu I'm- made it to the Waking Sands. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
0: And you, give yeah, it. Gosetsu just kind of got carried by the tide. I think. <laughs>
1: And it sent him there, so I think we should have had all these meetings in the waking Sands, is what I'm saying.
0: Oh, okay. No, yeah. I see that. I, I think, so the main thing about Alamigo is that the city, it's it's a citadel, right? It's like the most defensible position sort of historically in the whole realm, right? That's kind of what, what it was all about. Um, except maybe for Ishgard. But I think that it's a little bit more accessible than Ishgard as well. Um, and it's also because I think, like all of the Eorzean Alliance, like military installations that came together at the beginning of Stormblood, are all kind of like basically around there. And also the main front with Garlemald is kind of like a stone's throw away.
1: Yeah, Gimlet. Gimlet is still, as far as we know, where the line is drawn. Just there's no yes. there's no fighting, as far as I'm aware.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Gimlet sort of no man's land uh, at the moment. It seems. Right,
1: so that's where Um, we are, and I got to ask a serious mm -hmm. question to both of you: Why do they still think it's a good idea to go to these conferences? Because it does not have a good track record.
2: That's that was my original (laughs) question. Why do they still do these?
0: Well, the stakes are lower, right? If everyone gets tempered, if someone comes in and summons their primal and tempers everyone, we're just like, okay, that's annoying. Get the get the pigs in here.
1: Yeah, I'm
2: sure, like, I'm sure can they just, of- can. They just yeah, can they just do one big link pearl call? Like they don't have teleconferencing in here too. You know? If
1: not, Nero needs to get on that.
0: I think the connection's like a little bit spotty. You know,
2: damn.
0: It's true. Any sort of interference kind of messes everything up. It's fair. Um, but we've got we've got all the base tribes here. They're all united. They're all a little bit salty. Um, we've got uh, Raabon dressed up as an Amal Jar putting on his best Amal Jar impersonation. Did you guys notice that?
1: Not really. Amal
0: Jah literally... it's it's literally just Rao Bond's voice actor, but Oh yeah.
1: Like okay, holding yeah, his that, nose or that, something. That I that I knew. That I knew, yeah. But uh <laughs> Yeah, that's uh that scene is wild. If you if you imagine seeing hmm. that scene. So so we've had a lot of new players picking up Final Fantasy XIV as of late. And and when you're mm-hmm. brand new, it's ah, you've amal just summoned me and you know Ixol Summer Imagine mm-hmm. not playing anything after like Praetorium and then seeing just a screenshot of that. Or just seeing that scene of all the of all the beast tribes just being like, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We could do this. And it's like... Didn't we hate you, like, five years ago? Isn't Can we forgive him now? <laughs> okay. It's all good. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Uh, so basically, we're negotiating how to kind of coordinate our defenses and uh, investigate these towers at the same time. And depending on the dialogue choices we make, either ourselves or... Alizé come up with a suggestion for a grand company of Eorzea, which you would think, you would think would make Alphino a little bit um, trepidatious. Um, but he starts crying instead. Actually, this was this was really nice. I'm saying a really nice kind of like uh, oh, I don't want to say conclusion to Alphino's story arc, because then people... I'm willing Alpha to say conclusion. To
1: I'm truly, very, yeah, dude. This listen, I've already told you what's happening to the twins in six Like I'm, I've made my prediction. I'm calling. But if they do
0: the Final Fantasy four thing, then they're going to be fine afterwards. That's anyway. fine, like, but they're going to make them us them think they're or,
1: dead for the majority of it, and we're never going to revisit them. They're just going to show up in a cutscene, and they're going to be like, "Aha! I'm power of friendship. You can do it," and then we'll never see them again.
0: You really, you really think so? You really think they're going to do something so obvious as to turn them into Palamiporum?
1: Well, no, they're going to turn them to stone. But yeah, that's that's what Palom and Porum did. So, mm. I'm just saying okay. it's going to happen. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, we finally got some. I guess the the catharsis for Alfino after all of his journey, all of his trauma. Uh, through the, the Crystal Braves and the incredible mess that all of that caused, we, um, we have a united grand company of
1: Eorzea. And it's uh, far grander than his initial sort of idea for it, because his initial idea did not include the Beastmen and the Beast Tribes being a part of it. He wanted a united Eorzea, but there was never really any talk way back when, because there was, there was no way to assume it was even possible however many years Mm. back at this point. So I still think he's trepidatious, but I think he's more proud in the moment than he is trepidatious based on the rest of the quests. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, I think, so the original plan was, like, one of the main functions of this grand company to sort of reconnect with the Beast tribes and smooth all that over. Um, It's just interesting... And this is something we've been talking about for a while, right? Is that we're being, like, like united against this common enemy and all of that, right? Like, Merlewood's still in power because of Garlemald and because of this threat, right? Same with Nanamo, right? She hasn't abdicated the throne yet. She's maintaining the status quo for the same, same reason. Uh, same with Kani, right? Kani has, you know, supreme executive power uh, over her council because of this threat so what happens when we don't have this common enemy to unite us all it's obviously a question for like you know 6.x through to 7.0 but Mm -hmm. it's certainly going to be like some interesting sort of political change coming once um you know this story arc is concluded right
2: not necessarily like you said kane senna it's I mean, Connie Snow's fucking old. I don't think she's going to have that seat until she fucking dies. Like, <laughs> I don't like think she wants
1: that to... seat. I actually don't think she wants it I at mean,
2: all. I mean, I, well, y- you're right. It's more It's more. she feels it's her responsibility, I guess. Yeah. But like, like you said, in peacetime, I mean, even in peacetime, I really feel like you would have to kill her to get her off the seat.
0: She's, she's in her twenties and she will live for at least another 250 years naturally. Um, but she's, she's supposed to be, uh, she's not supposed to be in Gridania. She's supposed to be like out in the wild communing with the elementals. And her role is basically supposed to be the bridge between the elementals and what they want and what they need and the council and the council sort of interprets and deliberates and, you know, has, like, a reasonably sort of democratic process, right? They just decided Mm -hmm. that with the Garlamold threat, they didn't have time to deliberate. They just needed to, like, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And it was basically the same with Merle right? You know, she was only supposed to be in power for seven years, but they were like, we can't afford to have another trident, have another, like, period of sort of political... Uh, turmoil, political change here because our enemies will immediately take advantage of that. Uh, we need to be like united and all that. I think, I don't think that they would have trouble with Kani. I think Gridania is probably like the least problematic of those because they're already like fairly united. The pirates, I would have thought, would have a lot of trouble, but it's really interesting how in the last couple of patches the AMSQ has been like, oh no, the pirates are all getting along. It's all, it's all, it's all good. It's all peachy.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, it wasn't so much that they're all getting along, but it's it, at the very least, most mm. of the the pirate clan sort of understood that there is still a status quo to keep, and the one that yeah. didn't is one that yeah. was doing stuff that was not in Limp's or at See? least, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, they were yeah. they were doing something that was outside of the bounds of Limp's limits' rule, or something that was close to. They were yeah. still trying to feign, "Hey, we haven't broken yeah. any rules," kind of thing but it just it took yeah. the older more experienced person and someone who is definitely very unexpected to uh, stand up for Morliva <laughs> in particular. So uh that was I yeah. I love that going back to 5.4 how they uh, they really pushed Morliva forward because since team. what was it 2.1 when Ishtola approached her about her mm. status quo with the with the beast tribes I think it was
0: good point. 2. Two, 2.2 Two, 2.2 with Leviathan. After
1: Leviathan. Yeah. So, um, I think they're ready to tackle this idea next. Uh, it, pretty mm-hmm. much, we've seen the political discourse in Ulda, we've seen the political discourse in Limsa, and we understand the political status quo of, of Gridania. So, and not to mm-hmm. mention through All Amigo, through All Amigo is basically like, hey, Lise, what are you doing? Go get Rob on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting the crew back together. Come on now. Uh, uh basically. But I think Uldah is still the kettle that is uh ready to burst.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So Yeah, definitely. A couple of patches ago I would have thought that LIMSA would have some, some trouble, but yeah, I think um it always comes back to Uldar, doesn't it? It's always where we land back on in in Aeol. Yeah, anyway. Yep. Yeah. Um so We get this brief little, um, uh, uh, tangent, I suppose, where Alphinault wants us to go and speak to previous members of the Crystal Braves, because he's been working on this thesis, basically, dissecting what happened, why it failed, what are the key learnings, Mm -hmm. and how can we sort of, like, take that to do better with, um... This United it A. and grant company, right? Um, so we actually go and speak to who do we speak to? We speak to Alian and uh, real, right? Yeah, yep, budget thanker. Yeah, <laughs> not
1: wrong, <laughs> not incorrect in any
0: way.
2: Yeah, can't disagree, mm-hmm. can't
0: disagree. Um, and and their uh, assessment basically comes down to what was. What was obvious, like, even during, you know, 2.3 and, and, and 2.4 to us is that there was absolutely no vetting process whatsoever. It was just like, hey, who wants to join? You? Okay, cool. Like, we didn't care whether they were interested in the money or whether they had their own, like, you know, political agenda, who they might have been working for before, where their allegiances lie. We were just like, no, it's united. We take everybody. And, and me alfeno i'm so charismatic and i'm so intelligent that i'll just be able to convince them and and unite them and align them to my philosophy um which uh you know was obviously uh incredibly naive and moronic um but alian and, and riol also realized even when it fell apart that the the idealism of the sounds was was genuine um and that's why they basically decided to to stay on board because like they saw what it could have been um and they maintained their sort of faith in that vision and in that ideal so this was basically just like a big kind of uh walk through know catharsis
1: right yeah. So I think th- it was nice. I think it's I think it starts that way, but he's he's pretty much just I don't wanna say he reverts so much as he is lamenting over his past self to the point where he basically is worthless <laughs> for like a couple like at least in terms of any sort of emotional investment or opinion. He's just mm. so self doubting that, you know, he's got that imposter syndrome. He's he's like a Twitch streamer, he's just got that imposter syndrome. Right. All up all all up all up in his face, just like oh, what, what an idiot, man. God they don't damn it. Just- I I think
0: a, I think a lot of this is about him overcoming that, right? And him coming yeah. to realise like how much he has grown and how much he has learned since a realm reborn and and coming to terms with like all right, well maybe it's maybe it's ready, maybe I've been, you know, sitting down for long enough. That it's time for me to like step up again, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe. Um, I always get a little bit concerned when we're hanging out with the B team, right? Because I know they're going to throw a lot of people under the bus in, uh, in, in Walker. And I don't know how, I don't know whether. Like who? I don't, I don't know if Ishikawa, like, has the guts to do it to one of the main cast members is what I'm saying. But the B team, but,
1: they're up for. They're up for.
0: But that. the B team, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
2: Again, like who?
0: I mean, one of them well, already
1: half gone. One of them
0: got off. <laughs> one of them got off easy. Aaron Volt got off easy. You
1: know. Yeah, um, until he gets a little too headstrong and decides to, you know. Find I think that's still way. possible. Right? I'm I'm am w- waiting for him to have Sid make him like robotic legs, like you know you know in in Civil War for Captain America mm-hmm. w- with with Rhodey. Mm-hmm. It's like it's going to be so- granted. I've been waiting for the gun arm on Rao Bond for years, so I'm just I'm just going to keep assuming Sid's going to make prosthetics to fix people. That's that's all I'm going to keep assuming.
0: See, what I was thinking is that Aaron Ford was basically going to take Minfilia's role and become. <laughs> Far more of, like, a literal Charles Xavier.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I just think, like, it, you know, I've been saying for years that, like, Minfilia was the Charles Xavier of the Scions, right? And now we've right. got someone who's literally got, like, Charles Xavier's backstory, pretty much, <laughs>
2: at this point. And, and it's funny you say that, because, like, we have the Scions, we have the X-Men, and now mm-hmm. we have this... This whole primal extermination squad, which is X Force, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it, yeah, it, I like the similarity, yeah,
1: and that, uh, yeah, well, well, no, particularly, don't...
0: particularly like, um, the Path of the Twelve, particularly, were basically the X Men, they they were mm-hmm. declared by Gaius, uh, who was basically pressuring the Aeolusian city states. Um, he, he told them, like, okay. The beast tribes, the, the beast tribes, these, these people that we had heretofore considered just different types of people. He was like, no, these are beast tribes. They are different because they can summon primals and you need to excommunicate them. You need to kick them out of your cities. They are no good. They are animals. And, and the Aeolians were like, well, shit, we're not ready for a war with Carlomont. So we're going to acquiesce to that. Okay. Then Geist was like, now these people that have the echo, they are also basically beast tribes. They're, they're basically the same. You need to get rid of them as well. They're no good. They're mutants. Right? That's literally what it was. It was li- it was literally like the, the X-Men. They went underground in this, you know, secret a uh, uh, kind of um, uh, institution, basically, where they were learning how to use their powers, and they were still trying to go out on missions to help protect and save the world. Like oh, the they were, li- they were literally the X Men. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Aaron bolt's taking it a little bit literally, and he's gonna step up.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I gotta
1: say he's gonna to upgrade. He's gotta go buy like a like a house in like uh, Shirogane or something because the Waking Sands is nothing compared to Xavier's mansion. Right. I won't. I won't. That's have true. That. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. it's not up New York. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's true. I mean the rising stones are, are pretty cool, but we could we could do
1: better. He will step up just not literally. Thank you, chat. Oof, that's you know? bad. Yeah, that is Jesus. Bad. there you go. We really walked into that one, huh? Yeah, that's real
0: bad. That's real bad. Anyway.
1: Take this uh, away.
0: Yeah. And then we go and talk to the Sylphs because the Sylphs were basically, um, they were basically like a a proxy between the, you know, civilized people and the base tribes. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they were kind of the major players in the the crystal trade, uh, back in like 1.x and kind of earlier in history. Um, and obviously like that role has been a lot more difficult more recently but Alpha is like okay well as part of the the structure of this United Grand Company it would make sense that the people that already have like a long history of um mediating should probably kind of move into that role again so that's uh that's basically what happens there
1: hmm. um yeah, it's kind of weird because this, this this entire section still takes up... It's a pretty major portion, and we, we've had this discussion before where since 2.5, the splitting of the patches is far less of a, a logical thing and far more of a PR thing, and I felt that really hard here hmm. because this is a tangent yeah. that would have been nice to immediately follow the events of 5.5, like yeah. when we did them. Mm-hmm. But waiting yeah. several months to watch Alpha no be depressed for four quests, see Aaron Vault in a wheelchair, and fight a bunch of primals was... A little weird as the final lead-up to the next expansion.
0: Yes. Um, and then we got to the first really, really juicy bit of the patch. We get a call back to Gridania because a Shalian envoy has showed up. And it's actually one of the members of uh, their... Um, Council. Oh my goodness! There, uh, council. The council. No, no, no. It's the, no I mean, we we council. call it.
1: Council. I mean, the, the, when whenever they're they're speaking in quick term, they call them the council. But then they actually, it's called the, the forum. Mm.
0: Yes, the forum. Thank yeah. you. Yes, uh, and it's none other than uh, Foschino Leviere. Foschino Leviere, mm-hmm. mm, which what? is a name that we've known since the the very first um, tales from the Calamity. Which was back in two point three. It's a face that we've known since the first Encyclopedia Aorziot, but Mm -hmm. we'd never, never met him before. Now
1: it was unavoidable, Um, given uh, where we're going, in a sense. No matter mm -hmm. what, you had to figure it would circle back to Mm -hmm. hit meeting Mm -hmm. him at some point. We we speculated for a little bit that we would be going to Charlien, and if we did, you were the first person to say, "Like, we have to meet." The twins, yep. the twins' parents, and this—we got half of them so yep. far.
0: Yeah, so fortunately for those who um, are unaware, he was basically the the major proponent for the Charlian exodus from Aorzea. Um He is very much like classic Charlian policy of non-intervention. We are just the observers of history. We just hang out here on our island and. You know, watch the world go by. Um, Fortuna does not believe that this is the final days. Um, And he believes that with such, like, absolute confidence.
1: He says, if it Um, was, we would know.
0: Exactly. He says, if it was, we would know. I take that literally. Yeah. I do as well. Um a major theme in Charlian and and all the the kind of Charlian uh philosophy and the Charlian politics that we've kind of been um uh subjected to that we uh, th- throughout the game has had this um this theme of of, of prophecy, right? Of prophecy and of prediction. That's what astrologians all about. That's yep. why Oriangé switched to Astrologian when he was in this strange land is because he wanted to be able to have the ability to sort of make these, these predictions. Um, since the very, very beginning of the game, we've been getting all these esoteric references to uh, the Five Ages by Lufon the Sage. Uh, the Gerun Oracles is a, a big, big, big one. Um, basically, they've got these ancient texts that were like, all right, Is everything that's going to happen for for the next like five thousand years? And they've been they've been esoteric and they've required like expert interpretation. But with correct interpretation, they have come to be true, right? Like everything that the Garen oracles has has written has come to pass, and. Within Charlene, like, we, we got some, in Heaven's Ward, we got this idea that, like, not everyone believed in, in kind of taking these so literally, in kind of looking at them so strictly. Oriangé's PhD, like, his, his Archon, uh, thesis was on prophecy. Um, we obviously had, like, Elitibus bringing J down into, uh, the library, and showing him the Guru and Oracles and being like, here it is, baby. Um, and Alizé kind of like spying on that. The Shalians believe that history has been written. What they don't know is that, is changed that <laughs> Graha changed it. Yeah. Yes. What what the Shalians think is coming, and look at the time, it seems like it's slightly overdue, is the Eighth umbral Calamity, right? Where Garlamod collapses because of Black Rose. Eorzea is decimated. The world is basically set back to the Stone Age. But you know what? The Shalians, they're fine because they knew it was coming and they were prepared and they had their little bunker that they could sit out until the dust settled, and then they could come back up above ground and everything would be peachy, right? So Foshano is just here like, looking at his his pocket watch being like, it's not I've got it right here, it's not the final days this is the eighth calamity, it'll be coming in a moment you kids should probably stop playing around and come home <laughs> because it's about to get it's about to get pretty bad, but no one as fucking bad as you're saying, the final days, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, he doesn't realize that we're on a completely different timeline now and um, that's the problem that we're facing right, is that Elizabeth is not supposed to be dead. Emmett is not supposed to be dead. Xenos uh, is supposed to be dead. And we and most of the scions are supposed to be dead. We've, we've messed it up in, in kind of changing that timeline and giving power to Xenos and power to our uh, fan Daniel. We have allowed, again, a, a completely different timeline to take place. So that's where Fulcher knows coming from, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think that's what we're going to discover pretty soon. Sly's so got something to say? Sure does.
2: The simple bet would be that and like, who knows what we're going to do with that but the simple bet for me would be that there's an ass, you know.
1: On the moon, there's anacin on,
2: on the forum. On the forum, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, okay. honestly, I just assume there's anacin. I mean, we've seen it. even with even with the yeah. main one stat, I just assume there's anacin's everywhere.
2: <laughs> I mean, Emmett Sulk, the head of Garblemolde, himself. Like we mm-hmm. we've seen crazier things, so like either at one point in time, I thought, <laughs> and again, this was so like tinfoil like. Crazy. I thought Rambrose was could have been could have been an ass in the circle no like yeah, that was like crazy shit that I was thinking back in the day. Um Okay. But yeah. But yeah, um, with Yeah, with what you said and yeah, there has to be at least an ASEAN. You know,
1: so I don't minor, necessarily think that there's an ASEAN on the forum though, slide, but I do take note of Charlene being called the old world of the area being called the old world. And yeah.
0: we're, uh, we're really pissing off Moose right now. I just want to say it. I just, yeah. I just think that this <laughs> is the logarithmic spiral is Moose's pet peeve. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm partially responsible for this because um, in uh, academia and NIDA, was it? Yeah. It was academia, not Nemesis. Yeah. In academia and NIDA, uh in the final boss arena, We see that, like, Mm -hmm. um, relief at the end. We see all the statues of Zodiac around, right? And we learn in there Mm -hmm. that basically uh, Lahabre designed Zodiac. Um, Basically, was the architect, the engineer for Zodiac. But we also Mm -hmm. see a logarithmic spiral there. And I was immediately like... Because going through this dungeon, going through Amorot, I was like, man, this architecture, it obviously is inspired, it's taken from the same real-world inspirations, the same Hellenic inspirations as Charlian, but what if it was more like... Kind of like, um, well, Hellenic architecture is referring to architecture that is modeled after Greece, right? Mm-hmm. What if Amorot was Greece? And what if Hellenic architecture is architecture that is inspired by Amorot? And how could anyone with architecture inspired by Amorot know anything about Amorot when no one knows anything about Amorot, right? So the gears were immediately turning for me in 5.0 of like okay, so maybe Sharlion was another one of Emmett's experiments, the way that he set up Garlemald, the way that he set up Alec where he was like, okay, we got all these calamities where we're basically decimating the world, but at one point this world needs to be prepared for our return. And we don't want it to be in the Stone Age when that happens. We want to be able to preserve some of this knowledge, we want to be able to preserve some stuff from the ancient world, but also a lot of the the, the stuff that's been kind of created since. And we got to put it somewhere. And and what if we create um, a foundation, an archetype, a blueprint for a new Amarot that basically, once we come back, we can just like move into and take over, you know, and and maybe Charlene. Was founded by an Asian. Maybe Neon Krepf was Emmett or another ASEAN, right? Um, I mean, but only, maybe the at one the one very one least. least, yeah, maybe at the very least they've been in communication
1: yeah. with I mean, the Asians They did just the, go down stairs in, in Charlotte and, like, hey, yeah, you know this book? I know all about this book. You know this book? Yeah. Look at this book, right, er- hmm. Jay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, it,
0: it, exactly, right. So, like, maybe, maybe they had this kind of non-intervention agreement with Olympus the whole time. Uh, I, I know. Again, Moose is going to hate me for uh, kind of stoking this fire more. But why does he hate is, it? So it's a,
1: it's a f- it's too it's much a, to ignore. It's, it's fun. Why? Why would he hate fun? Yeah,
0: he hates. No, he doesn't hate fun. He loves fun. He loves speculating. But I know that Mo- Moose and I both get really, really frustrated when people conflate speculation and headcanon with being, like, self-evidently true. Like, there are so many people that are like, this is right. confirmed. And that's right. bullshit. It's not. But
2: there is a lot of It's think. too
0: compelling to ignore.
2: What's All I'm saying is we have, we still do have unaccounted Asians in the form of mm-hmm. uh, Homer and Dudel. Mm-hmm.
1: There's also... out uh, there. There's also... Uh, what's her face? The one that looks like lightning. Amariloth? Is that Amariloth? No, I think there's...
0: Amariloth, um, I, I think. Pastoro? Yeah, I think that's Pastorot, isn't it? Pastorot. Yeah,
1: there it Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Amariloth. Yeah. Pa- yeah, okay, so we still got a few. And obviously we've been kind of tying ends with, with Ascians, again, going back to Eden, getting to tie yeah. up Mitron and Logriff was uh, a big thing. I guess my only question is, in form of the Garun... the the Garun Oracles and, I guess, the other books that foretell the future... Are there oh, any... Yeah, of, get... What happened?
0: What? Oh, no, I was just saying, I'm, I'm Mariloth, I'm pretty sure I'm Mariloth was, was the one in, in Eureka. Ah,
1: yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Mm. Um... Which one of them would have been closest? To, do we know enough about all of the seats and what they were in charge of? Like we know Lawren, Lannovas, Emmett, Like what they're because I'm wondering Not if any really, of them because no. because we know that Logriff had all the timey wimey shenanigans. So I'm wondering if she would have been the one who would have written, who would have you know wrote something like the Garen Oracle's been able to
2: look through time, something like that. We need a yeah. <laughs> again, uh, we, need a, we need another anator. We need another. <laughs> I'm sure there's more.
1: Like, <laughs> I'm willing to the bet there's yeah. one on the source that we don't know about somewhere, and I have a feeling it would be in proximity to Charlene, given the old world.
0: What? Well, yeah. yeah, we got a lot. of, I mean, we see it. We see it in the trailer, right? Like I, I, that seems to be the Garan Oracle that Graha's reading. Yeah, where he's like, mm, okay, here we go. So
1: there's
0: yeah. definitely stuff there, and of course we know this. Stuff on the moon? Yeah, there's stuff
1: on the moon. I mean, we literally see create, creation... Uh, what are they called? Uh, the ones that we the see... Creation... What's the word I'm um, looking for? The magic
2: uh, containers. Uh, the containers. Oh, God. It, they just look like fucking Concepts. 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 Right. Like, yeah, we see creation They're
1: concepts on the moon, too. So, there's yeah. definitely... I mean, I'm sure that's going to be one of the biggest parts of the moon, is there's there's some sort of history there that is akin to what we would discover in one of the editors. But... The question yeah, is... 100%. The question is, what do we learn? Because even looking in the trailer... Mean, also, I have to assume that uh, Graha is reading the Garan Oracles for the first time in the trailer. Because if not, he's reading one of the other books in the same vein.
2: Yeah,
0: so so Graha was um, a student of Maldesian. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he didn't spend much time in and proper, as far as we know, as far as we can tell. Um, which is one of the reasons why a lot of the Charlies that did grow up in Charlie and Proper didn't already like know him quite well. We 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 know it's like it's why no one really recognised him in in except for Rian Obviously. Gee, I wonder um, why. Yeah. But if Kryle had been there, well, I mean, also Kryle's like looking down like up into the hood. She would have been like, "Hey, Graha. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I just, man, all um, the uh,
1: details, yeah. I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited. Cause again, it, we have to really start bringing up questions like this. Cause of all the threads, they seem to want to close going into 6.0. So they can start over in 6.1. Mm-hmm. So I think now we've got political discourse in 6.1 and on and wrapping mm-hmm. up. Uh, maybe we write our own. Maybe we just burn that damn book at this point. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, might
0: as well at this point, right? Yeah. It's pretty much worthless. Um, yeah, so so Fortuno disowns Arfino and Alize, which is just as well because uh, Asher is a lot easier to spell than Levia.
1: Are you adopting the twins? Yeah, that's nice if that's you to do right before they die, so they can at least have a last name before they die.
0: <laughs> do you want to do you want to put money on this, bro?
1: Yeah, well, the thing is, it depends on the context of the bet, because if it's that they will turn to stone, but not die, then yes, I am willing to put the money on it. Die? No. no. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. That's
2: what I thought. It's okay.
0: Um, okay, so, we're all kind of salty and mad at Fortune and then we get a call from Crowell being like, hey, um, I'm in Charlene, and obviously these guys are up to something. Uh, I'm going to make sure that you guys have got um, diplomatic passports.
1: Get your butt over here. How in so the no fuck one's is us. she gonna get that? Because the only thing that makes She's sense to me is getting them under the hand and fa- like underhanded in Savner. That's the only thing I could think of. It. Maybe because no what fucking way hey, they're gonna so, they're not gonna look at us and be like, oh them, yeah, sure. So
0: the the students of Baldesian, knowing what we know about them now and what they were protecting and the knowledge that they were protecting and the work that they were doing, it seemed it seems that they have like. Pretty sweeping, um, I I guess like discretionary powers over the forum. Um, and Kral and Graha, the only two of the students, well, no, actually, that's not true. We've, we've got Rambrose and a couple of Anyway, most of them are dead. Um, Mm -hmm. but Kral was basically the, the inheritor of like the leadership of the students of Alderian, right? She was Gullif's, um, Adopted granddaughter and was, you know, uh, presumably in a very, very sort of, you know, senior position there. So she's a big deal and it seems like she can kind of subvert the forum uh, in certain ways regarding, you know, access at least. The problem is, that, as we know, that if, if someone does that, if someone does subvert the forum... Um, publicly they'll be like, oh, yes, of course, you know, we're all very, like, democratic and our citizens can do whatever the hell they want. We're not going to stop them. And then send, like, assassins after them, like they did for the Astrologians, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've
2: got precedent um, for that.
0: Uh, we do have precedent for that. Which is going to be quite interesting. So, uh yeah, we know her after Charlene. And then suddenly we get a call that um oh well no I don't want to I don't want to skip over Iron Vol. Iron in a wheelchair. Anyone anyone got much to say about that?
2: I thought you already said everything. We already went the right- yeah yeah we already went the X Men group. If you um, think about it, it's really
1: yeah. fucked up that his two choices right now are the Walking the walk the, I'm sorry the Waking Sands and the Rising Stones, not the Walking.
2: Stone. You really want to make Walking jo- jokes so bad? I mean to be For fair Arnvold. we could You're always we could, we could always
1: go to the Falling Snow. I guess that works too. We have that, time. That's true. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: What am do I doing? Terrible. Yeah. Oh, and, and and he's like, oh, you know, my life is over and four is like,
1: shut up, bitch. Pretty much. <laughs> he's like, I guess I can retire. And she's like, retire? There's a whole... Bro, there's more expansions coming out. You can't retire. I won't allow it.
2: They're gonna... They're gonna make
1: babies... <laughs> As long as that part of the lower half of him still works. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, it's it's not That's always. Right. It's, it can. You know, it depends on where the damage is. Look, they've got all kinds of like,
0: you know, medications and special pumps and. Yeah.
1: If he's been, if he if he goes yeah. to the to, goes to the right housing ward at the right time of the week, I'm sure, he can find some help. I've seen the party finder. Wow.
0: That's true. They'll yeah. help him out. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, then we get a call being like, hey, um, daniel has been sighted, and the Telophoroi are, like, going for
1: Cardano. for yeah. some reason. This felt, like, kind of weird yeah. that this all of a sudden, so, so I'm sure this will be explained later, but the, this whole event, why it transpires, is is really just kind of out of, it, it, we, it, It's it was explained. It's explained, but it it's also explained. just, like... Just that's it. That's the, so that's we do A, B, and they do A, and that's that's it. Huh? Okay, I guess well, let's get to it. This is
0: this is definitely a case of uh, Yoshida or someone else making a decision that they wanted Shadowbringers to end a Cardinal, that they wanted this yeah. kind of you know parabolic structure, right? Aesthetically, at least. And the writers were like, okay, well, we got to justify that somehow. And the justification was, uh, that basically, oh, well, there's, uh, there's a lot of ether and they were, they wanted to redirect it to the, to their big, their big bad tower. So kind of like what we do in Bosnia, right? Where yeah. we're kind of redirecting ether currents. That's basically, that we can
1: actually like, we can move way. the front yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, either you stole it or you're on like, Oh, well, you know, maybe that's why they, uh, the, the Alligans kept Omega here to kind of be able to, like, you know, keep him powered because there was a bunch of ether here. Hmm. Or maybe there's a bunch of ether there because Omega was there. Like, we, we, we don't know. But what I'm wondering is well, we saw what Silver Tear, what happened when, like, a ship fell into Silver Tear because Silver Tear is, you know, a huge, like, well, the sort of ethereal heart of the planet. We're talking about Cardano as if it's, like, something quite similar. How did the planet not just completely blow up when Dalamud
1: came down, if that's the case? Thank you, Louis what I want to know. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. Thank you. Because he would not. He's like, listen, realistically, that hits the planet. And then he's like, this mm. this hits the planet. It's done. It's, it's literally, and again, he goes Dragon Ball Z and he's like, I won't let you yeah. destroy this world! And then he just goes up. You know, like,
0: retroactively, uh, I mean, obviously this, is, this isn't something that they were kind of planning at the time or writing at the time, but retroactively we can justify it that um uh, Nail, well, you know, Bahamut, presumably, but but Nail was, like, very specifically bringing Dalamut down onto Kartino to sort of maximize the damage done to Eorzea. And if it is a major ethereal ley line, it's like, okay, if we brought it down on Mordona, we would destroy the planet. But if we bring it down Kartner, no. <laughs> we might destroy the planet, but we'd we'll certainly destroy it. We'll see it.
1: Yeah, right? and it makes sense that it, 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 Bahamut would actually be quite... He'd know that. Even as a primal, he'd probably know that, yeah, given, know. given his age. Yeah, he would so, uh, yeah. Given that he is a very clever dragon mm. throughout the coils, I'd, yeah. I wouldn't put yeah, it past them know. to figure that out. So um but yeah, I, I, I'm I don't I think they mention Omega in there. Um I don't remember if it's again if it's remnants of him, but it just feels like I guess it's a few different things. It's a clever dragon though. It's a clever mm. dragon. Clever girl Um Yeah, so then
0: we go off to fight the uh the Telopharaide, don't we?
1: Yeah, uh this this whole scene was just I don't know this was the scene was just weird to me it's just all of a sudden we we're just fighting primals and then it's over like it's explained yep. at the beginning it's explained at the end but it just kind of all moves at like lightning pace and then it's over
0: it really feels like and, and this is what I'm saying right ever since we had this tempering solution it's really fucked with the the stakes right suddenly like primals are not really an existential threat and tempering isn't a death sentence um <laughs> it's something that we can just kind of fix so the scions are like oh well would well actually we know that these these lunar primals they don't they don't temper um because they are tempered basically yeah <laughs> they they um
1: the towers are what they, they don't do anything the primals yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah exactly but, but yeah, you know, same thing, right? We're fighting all of these tempered, um, beastmen and some tempered Imperials and, uh, whatever. Apparently, you know, none, n- very few, like, Imperial soldiers were actually on the field. So that was really, like, no loss for, rum for Fan Daniel or for the Gallians in general. Um, but, uh, yeah, we fight several Lunar Primals. Mm-hmm. And we kind of have explanations for how they work, right? Is, is, what's kind of, it's kind of like, um, kind of like Neuralinks, right? Where you capture these beastmen and you force them to summon the primal and the primal's bound to, you know, the tower or whatever's controlling the tower, right? So we have no trouble sort of explaining Ifrit and explaining Ravana. The challenging one's Odin. Yeah. Right? Because Odin worked different. Odin's a Eureka weapon. Zantetsuken is a yeah. Eureka weapon. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I could think of is that
1: One of the whoever's is wielding
0: Zantetsuken, Zantetsuke, yeah, yeah, whoever's wielding... Yeah, yeah. And and, and the, the influence of the tower therefore has to be greater than the influence of Zantetsuken, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So in the same way that, like, Xenos and Shinryu were having this kind of like arm wrestle to see who could take control of that body it seems like Zantatsugan and the tower have also had an arm wrestle to see who could control Odin basically is what I'm guessing
1: I mean, your you guess oh, is uh, as good as mine here. Because, like, they literally could have just gone with, like, Garuda or, like, there's mm. so many other options that would have been safe bets, easy-to-explain bets. But they went with Odin, and I don't know if es- that's because he's cool, and that's it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's
0: because... Well, he hasn't been in the MSQ yet. Um, and also, it's it's just, like, the cinematic uh, impact of, of you know, the, the, the sort of climax of this, like, last chapter of... uh as Shadowbringers, right? It was definitely something yeah. that was decided uh, from like a design perspective before it was justified from a law perspective. But obviously, they had confidence that they could justify it, and I think it's as simple as
1: that, right? Like, it's not.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Explain Oda. Anyway. That's all I know. Please explain Oda, son. Blame Oda. Yeah. Oh,
0: dude, Oda's on, on thin fucking ice at the moment, let me tell you. Exactly.
1: <laughs> what is that? Oh, because there's no third Aeorsia en- uh, encyclopedia. Is
2: yeah. Right?
0: Well, there's no, there's no third encyclopedia yeah and, and he done Ratcon's Merwood stuff. I mean, it wasn't like a big deal. But Oh, um, you mean the Tales of Twilight? Yeah, he's been mm. real
1: cheeky. Been real cheeky. That's what happens when right. you've got 11 years of <laughs> story, story behind you.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, more than 11, right? Technically 13. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we do that, and Van Daniel's like, well, heck.
1: Well, all right. <laughs> oh, shucks. Honestly, uh, he kind of does react that way. He's just like, yeah. All right. I guess this didn't work. <laughs> we'll see you later.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. He says, I'm beginning to see why Lord Xenos thinks so highly of you. Uh, not that this changes anything, you understand. You have merely earned yourself a stay of execution. Yeah. And and as as um, he explains, or what we can extract from what he explains, anyway, uh, it seems that he was hoping to redirect uh, ether from Eorzea towards the tower and quicken, uh, you know, his his plans to mm-hmm. what open open the gateway of the gods. We gotta have a way to reach Zodiac, and I guess we might as well give it a traumatic name, right?
1: I mean, I've got a better name for it, if, uh, if I'm willing to make a... I mean, I've been predicting what that tower is called for ages, because of all the Final yep. Fantasy IV references. It's one of two. There's, in Final Fantasy IV, there's the Tower of Zot and the Tower of Babel, and I'd be willing to bet that, mm-hmm. that that's the Tower of Babel that is the gateway to the gods. So... Yeah, that's fair. It just doesn't like yeah. what is like what else is it gonna be? Like, come on now. You can't you can't tell me with all the Final Fantasy IV stuff that we're seeing in like the trailers yeah. and the live letter and everything. Come yeah. on now. I think
0: I think it's likely that the Asians were were gonna have to do something like this once the world was was rejoined, right? Is that they were gonna have to redirect you know, they were rejoining it so that there was enough ether to bring back Zodiac, right? And that they were going to have to redirect all that ether up to him to reconnect him to the live stream so that he could wake up. And then he could bring back all of the Ancients whose components were now all in the Source because the Source was was rebuilt. Van Daniel doesn't give a shit about the Ancients and bringing the Ancients back, so he doesn't need the Source to be rebuilt. But he does need enough power to bring Zodiac online. Um, and, uh, I think that's, that's
1: basically the, the conceit of, of what's happening, right? That was my assessment, and I, just, I suspect, well, the only thing that's kind of weird, because, so, in that final scene with Fandaniel and Xeno's, that we've, uh, jumped a little bit ahead to after the end of because the end of is, they go, we did it, mm-hmm. we did what we could, and oh, look, the moon, uh, That's pretty Oh, much
2: this is a moon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's pretty much... I mean, though. That's pretty much... And "Q Shadowbringer's thing. Um, is that mm-hmm. they talk about the Dreamer, and he asks Xenos if the, the if the Dreamer wouldn't mind blending some ether. Uh, and I'm like, mm. the Dreamer? And I was like, one of three things come to mind, because obviously that's not Zodiark in this case, because Zodiark wouldn't redirect his own ether to himself when he already has it. So then... The other is Xenos' void scent for his his Reaper It's like the only one of the other things that like the void scent that he's like packed it to or something is some sort of like incredibly high tier void scent from the thirteenth um, or Anima was the other or maybe maybe Anima is his void scent. Who knows? I
0: think they just might be talking about Xenos in the third person. Honestly, like he he so.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. He has been dreaming yeah. his
0: whole life of Amarot burning. Yeah. Um, hmm. And the more powerful that he has become,
1: the deeper he has dreamed. So you think it's right? just that you as, he's as, as from killing everyone, that he's been collecting, he's just sparing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so. As, as he's gotten the resonant, and whatever else, you know, uh, Solace uh, did to him when he was a young warthog, um, has... Caused him to have more, uh, come, come sort of closer to being an ancient, uh, and, and dream deeper. And, um, and then, okay, here's the line.
1: <laughs> Hotspot may have died.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Damn here's it. the line. <laughs> Cut. Nothing. Stop him. Stop what? him right now.
2: What? But, Haps, I kind of went along with you in, um, in the whole... I, um, I think, oh, I can here. hear you. Oh, he's back. He's, yeah. yeah, he's back. Yeah,
1: there you go. I was oh, sorry. sorry. I yes, what, what was so the last thing I said? You said, here's the line. And here's went, the line. Oh. And then it stopped. <laughs> you know what happened?
0: My phone just died. <laughs> so I'm back on my shitty Wi-Fi. Oh, my God. Um, I'm so you in lost in. the hotspot? Plug in. Yeah. Plugging it in. Plugging it in. I'll have the hotspot back up in a second. Okay. Here's the line. Van Daniel says, which does, of course, raise the question of where we are going to procure the requisite amount. The obvious solution would be to draw on resources a little closer to home, which can't be Zodiac, because Zodiac's as far away from home as you can possibly get. Yeah. Uh, Though that would require our dreamer to dream a trifle more deeply. And Zeno says, so be it, the dreamer will not complain. I think that Zeno is speaking in the third person. What a fucking loser. I I think... So, the, what Reaper does, the reason he's switched over to Reaper, is because Reaper is basically a human-animal weapon. That's one way to think of it. That's the easiest way to think of it. Another way to think of it is being like the Nightkin um, that we encounter in the uh, the Red Mage quests, right? Yeah. Not uh, not where you, you are killing things, you are reaping them, and you are absorbing their anima to power... Uh, in, in our cases, Reaper, to power up our Void Set, to feed our Void Set, because that's what our Void Set needs to, you know, live and to remain in in our world, right? I think in Xenos' case, I don't think he has a Void Set. I think he's powering himself up because he knows that he has to do that in order to take control of Zodiac, in order to be powerful enough to do the Zodiac what he did to Shinri. So he's going around, reaping, powering himself up, Um, so that he can engorge himself on a well of souls. And uh, Daniel's like, i just got to borrow a little bit of that real quick. Just like, let me take maybe like a cup of blood. And Xenos is like, ah, fine. (laughs) That's the way
2: I interpret that scene. The only other thing I thought, which, again, Mm -hmm. is a definite far cry, but kind of piggybacking what Haps thought, um, I thought about the dream of the faith. Yeah. Because rem- remember, Titus was, in fact, a dream. Yeah. Himself.
0: So. Yeah. But he wasn't the dreamer. He was the dreamer. Yeah, he the wasn't dream. the dreamer. He, yeah. he was the dreamer. Yeah. yeah. But um Anima was a dreamer, and people have been noticing that and wondering about that.
2: Yep. That's why one of the of main reasons.
0: Us, I've used 50% comparison. of my included mm-hmm. data.
1: I do wonder if anima is some sort of manifestation of the ether that Xenos has collected, though. That's that's in some way possible. But I think he. Well, you're still there. He's just trying to get his hotspot working again. He's trying to turn his phone on.
0: Yeah. No, I I got a an email from TPG saying that I'd use eighty like percent of my data.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna have to put up with. We're just have to put up, up
0: with shitty Wi-Fi. That the not yeah, that's I one.
1: told you. I, I, you were like, "It's just a Discord call." I'm like, uh, call "That's alright. We got it's
0: through much. most of the show." Yeah. You wouldn't think a Discord call would take like 15 gigabytes. Yeah, but it's it, Discord,
1: something. so yeah. You never know. You never know. Mm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's another that, that like you said with Anima being a dreamer, being one of the dreamers. That was one of the. Mm-hmm. the big things that are going off of there that's why it's I don't know I think he'd be kind of kind of fucking loser talks about themselves in the third person
2: <laughs> he's
1: very dramatic Zenos so, you know, is very dramatic
0: and so is Fan Daniel. you know these guys are so extra yeah. right yeah so that's my great, great explanation. explanation that's my guess. who knows right right uh, but that's my guess and then, of course, Yustola is like, hey, is something weird going on in a Silver Tier. Uh, and, uh, we investigate that and we see it can only be one person. As far as I'm concerned, it can only be Venar.
1: Yeah, I'd be shocked if that's
0: only, only Venar.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And the question is, of course, well, why haven't we seen Vana before now? We know that Heidelin has basically a non-intervention policy. She's kind of like the Charlians in that way, but more because to intervene is to take ether away from the planet, um, and that's no bueno. Um, it's the final days, you know. Like this is this is it's now or never, right? This is the last chance.
1: I believe Astinian says. It's all or nothing. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um. So it could also have something to do with like what's going on with the towers. Maybe that's allowed her to kind of manifest. Uh, you know, project herself, manifest herself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The big uh, thing, but, thing that know, they um, doesn't have the word of the mother. The big thing that uh, we also pull from that scene is they figure out why they can't cut the towers energy off like what's actually Mm -hmm. being siphoned and they've now seen that basically the planet is being all the ether on the planet's being removed it's being sucked dry it's being pulled towards the towers um however we have a fucking solution for that that it seems none of them remember they're like i don't know what to do and i'm like what we we have we have we have the fucking thing we used against alexander it didn't work but that was for a different reason I was upset.
0: <laughs> I mean, that would be that would be challenging. It'd
2: really be, be challenging. challenging.
1: We literally just put up we put up a fucking membrane around Alexander. It was supposed to stop him from taking ether from the land around him, and it only didn't work because he has a staff that maybe shittier Fan Daniel gave to him. Because we still don't know about Travanchet and whether or not he was actually Fan Daniel in the first place. That's a theory that's been going around.
0: Okay, so how are you going to put a membrane around that
1: tower? Because that tower is a little bit bigger than Alexander. No, Alexander looks smaller because he's he's got the world map syndrome. Remember that world map syndrome makes things look smaller than they are. But in cutscenes, whenever we like actually like in the raids, he's like eight billion times bigger.
0: Yeah, I th- I think that might be a little bit of kind of Tardis magic. It's
1: the end well. of the world. Are you gonna say it's too much effort? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Much> like,
1: <laughs> I don't know it. about that. That might be. That might take over. That mm, I don't know. I got like shit to do Saturday. Like it's my kid's bar mitzvah. Hmm. I don't. It's. <laughs> come on now. Yeah, I mean that, that that is a good question.
0: I would just have to imagine that like fun Daniel would thwart any of those efforts, given that you'd have to get very very close to Galmont And who knows? Maybe that's. Maybe we're going to try to do something like that. Maybe that's part of the reason why we're pushing into Garmolds.
1: Gonna lay all the arcanima membrane down.
0: Yeah. I mean I, I think that like the sort of main act of Endwalker is going to be us basically doing to the towers what we were doing to the light right? Going over, going around, taking them all out mm-hmm. so that we can, you know, move into into Garland and or deal with the, the big one, right?
1: The big one. Yeah,
0: one would so hope. Maybe we just have to. Maybe we just have to do that first. You know,
1: I'm just saying. Nobody. The fact that this hasn't been brought up, they, I'm amazed. It literally only ever popped up in Alexander. Not that we've had very many reasons to use it, but it's still. And Matoya knows all about it. We need to give Matoya something to do. So, like, let's just get to that. and Matoya, get to it. You'll be all right. <laughs> do Alexander ever. Uh, or watch my video on youtube.com slash Xehanort1227 I'm just saying Let's um I think, I think that's basically it for the MSQ right? Yeah uh, Again we, we had to extrapolate a lot from it but it is mostly yeah. you know please see you in November kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of mentality mm-hmm. from that one Pretty much. Uh, I would like um, to say real quick, as Chad has brought up though, the benchmark. Now we don't really hmm. get any direct lore, and they usually conflate things in the benchmark. But that doesn't stop the Omega bot from being in that. <laughs> we were yeah. told we need to do. We should probably do Omega before before we see this. I can't imagine that has any sort of continuity with the Stormblood raids. Um, but it's more likely that Fan Daniel or Xenos or you know Talafroy have reverse engineered it based on yep. information that they exactly acquired.
0: yeah exactly. I'm I'm guessing it's like a Proto Omega in the same way that we've been fighting a whole bunch of Proto ultimas in the same way that all of all of the weapons are basically Proto Ultimates, right? They're reverse engineered Ultima weapons with various accessories, and I think that they've just done the same thing with, with Omega that's my guess I'm sure it's going to be like a little bit more kind of nuanced and interesting than that but that's basically um, what it comes down to I'm guessing
1: that's my guess too I mean after Sid after finding out that after 200 years they reverse engineered Alexander I think I think I can accept this that the Talafroid mm-hmm. could uh, maybe figure this out after 5,000 years the uh, Assians mm-hmm. even mm. we shall see I like Chad's mm. theory that that's the that's the Babel giant equivalent that they've reverse engineered. I mean, to be fair, Omega's a starship, no, so he is technically true. supposed to be able to traverse through space. So, just saying, he didn't get to do it. Now he's just a crying little robot. What a bitch! That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, that covers MSQ. Uh, but that doesn't mean we're done. <laughs> oh, boy. No, we it... still got Bozja. And uh, before we even talk about Bozja, in terms of what actually happens there, because some pretty interesting things that uh, I have a feeling we won't be done with, and I now am pretty sure we won't be done with. Uh, let me make sure Ethis is can hear me and is reconnected because he definitely has Internet. Oh, wait, I see his Thing lighting like, no, might just be his. Camera. I can thing hear push. you. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you I can, can hear, hear you. Okay, I yeah. can hear you guys. All right. Yeah. Um, a lot of people before we even talk about the contents of Bojja, have thought that this was completely done and that we would never explore this again because Matsuno tweeted a few months ago that his involvement in Final Fantasy XIV was finished. But he just yeah. did an interview a couple days ago with Yoshi P where he talks about a lot of the things he wanted to do, didn't want to do, and he talks about picking this up again at some point. He just basically didn't. He wants to do it after Dalmaska's been completely freed. That's when he wants to come back and, and be more involved, is after Dalmaska's already taken care of, they're, they're liberated, they're, they're their own state, and then continue any of the threads that are left off.
0: With that Twitter thread, a lot of people were reading between the lines and mm-hmm. and feeling that getting the sense that he was like really salty because it seems like the story wasn't nearly as well received in Japan um, as it was for us, right? Um, the thing the thing that really bothered me is that like he basically wrote the next chapter, what would have been the next chapter, the next story arc. In a couple of logs that we just got at the end and I really got the sense of like okay, they were planning on having this arc and then something happened where he stepped away or he was pulled away um, I assume that you guys have read these these final logs that I'm talking about, yes.
1: right? yeah, which we'll get into in a little bit but yes Not yet Oh, I Not have. They're very, very important. It's
2: weird. Yeah.
1: Weird. It's really weird. Uh, it's a funny thing to talk about that. Uh, Yoshida mentions that Matsuno wrote those field notes as is and were put into the game as is. So he didn't. they didn't, like, change it. That's what Matsuno wrote for those in the first place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's strange, isn't it?
1: I mean, in the interview, it's kind of explained why uh, why it's written that way, and Matsuno says it's written that way because he doesn't want to continue it until is liberated. So he wants to just let... He wants to let these threads sit, let Damascus get its freedom, and then bring it back into the forefront, is essentially...
0: You know what? He... I reckon he didn't want Ishikawa or anyone else picking it up. So he was like... I'm just going to like really nail it down, and we're going to be like, and then everyone died. The end. <laughs> so that no one else can touch it, and no one else can like move the story into a different direction other than what he specifically wanted.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really interesting things that comes out of uh, Matsuno. Um, he said he didn't really mm-hmm. have much say over this content, nearly as much influence here as he did in Return to Ivalice. Um, but he had all sorts of things yeah. that he envisioned for it. He wanted Save the Queen itself to be a Final Fantasy XII collaboration, not its own kind of story that was a follow-up to the Return to Evil East story. He wanted it set in Damasca, but um, he, he's mm. like, I don't know, it's like, listen, I don't run this game. I don't get to choose how this content works. They just present me with yeah. an idea, a concept. Like, he wanted Odin. He wanted Odin to be, like, the possession with the sword, similar to... The way that mm-hmm. we see, because he says the sword essentially works in the a similar way, but it's uh, they didn't have to explain it same, same way. Wait, yeah, it's another Eureka weapon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: as as we kind of have immediately sort of construed, the sword is, is a Eureka weapon. It's the same type of um, entity. Yeah, as uh, as Antatsuken.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's. I, I, mean, um, I that, definitely. My favorite is here. He said the original concept for Save the Queen was to use Tartarus Mm. to be sent back to the past before Bojda was destroyed and to have it take place there. That was the original plan, was to use Tartarus for that. Which actually, in a way, explains what Tartarus does. Which was a question we had that went unanswered.
0: Oh my goodness. Well... I mean, the answer we got from Tartarus really was that it's just, it's a weapon. You know, it's a really powerful weapon. They're Pretty much. Blow shit up real good. Yeah. There's a, there's,
1: there's, uh. Uh, this was such a great read. If you guys haven't seen the Reddit translation of the Famitsu interview with those two, it is, it is very enlightening after you finish Bojja. And it also, impor- it, it, it does oh, like have that. promise of the future. Um, he even says, Matsuno mm. even asked Yoshida, he's like, so Beastmaster, right? And Yoshino's like, is that why you put Lion in the game? So you could ask me for beast? Is that? Because you wrote him. I We didn't make you do that. You did that. And Matsuno's just like... <laughs> just gives him a look like...
2: <laughs> and then Matsuno not knowing there was a cure for tempering happening in the story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we could have, yeah from for we could have actually done something. And Matsuno, <laughs> no. That's
0: <laughs> no. well, so the timing the timing there was critical, right? Is that we only yeah. come up with that solution after it was already too late for most of the blades. But, but also we got the kind of uh, extrapolation on that, that the cure doesn't work when people are so far gone that they've affected a physical transformation.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I think still maintain some stakes, which is good, I think.
1: Yeah, I think Lavro is the only one they said that was... Yeah Lorvo. yeah, Lorvo. Yeah, Lorvo was the only one that was possible to save. I think he
0: was the only one they saved, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, which uh, is, uh, woof. Yeah, cuz they do make mention to some of these things in the side quest after you've discovered the cure. Like I think I think in the 5.5 unlock quest it's mentioned that something like this is yeah. discovered. So, it's I I, 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 yeah. I just I loved reading through this. This was such a such a good read. But, but the, the things like the, the, he wanted this to be Matsuno's Stormblood. Like, this. listen Listen to this paragraph. Matsuno wanted Fordola executed when Bond was to take the future of Alamigo. Yoshi talked about how Jin was the kind of character only Matsuno would write. Someone with a lot of resentment against the Empire puts them aside, seeking to find an easier and faster way to end the war. Lion and Jin were Yoshida's two favorite characters. Yoshida said the content made justice to the parts of Stormblood that they couldn't at the time. It was Yoshida that wanted to have two stories, this and Worlet, that focused on different factions of the Empire. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. we've been saying that that despite Shadowbringers, they Rangers did being, now, Yeah, they did because, like, despite Shadowbringers yeah. being a lot about kind of setting up Endwalker and the Asians and everything, mm-hmm. all of our side content dealt with factions in some. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. not all of it. Obviously, not Eden, but uh, a lot of our side content dealt with what felt like the sequel to Stormblood, essentially.
0: Yeah, and I think it was all really, really good, really like, excellent way to deal with it, I think. It was strange that it wasn't dealt with primarily through the MSQ, but I also think that, like, if we dealt with the Empire purely through the MSQ, it would have felt, like, too quick and too easy. You know? Right. I think we needed somebody like Bojo. Um, yeah. It's interesting that you say that he wanted it to take place in Dalmaska because I definitely got that sense from Zadnor that, like, it wanted to be going back to Damascus.
1: Yeah, because setting up from the southern front, uh, actually after Delubrum, after they lose the citadel, I mean, essentially it- it's
0: talking about Dam- Damascus, yeah.
1: Yeah, because they're talking about going back to, uh, retreating back to, uh... <sighs> yeah, there you go, Valnain. And then, uh, that they were amassing something in Damascus, but it just never worked out that way. That mm-hmm. was essentially what would have happened if we didn't intervene in Zadnor. Basically,
0: yeah, I'm I was convinced that that rather than Zadnor, that we were going to be going back to Damascus and fighting a, a front in Damascus,
1: yeah. Oh man, that
0: is quite interesting, but uh, yeah, we, we we push up to Zadnor. Zadnor is is really interesting as a zone, just like um, geographically and etherically, right. Um, it it had never recovered from the, um, the third calamity, right? Mm -hmm. And all the earthquakes and stuff massively over aspected to to Earth ether. Um, so as a result, in more recent times, it was mined to to shit for Earth crystals. Um, because, you know, any, any kind of, like, crystals that are really outside of Aorzea are, like, prohibitively kind of difficult to, to procure. Um, and as a result of that, the ether became very, sort of, thin. Am I disconnected? No.
1: Nope. <laughs> I just see you guys sitting still on am like, Why don't uh, you shit.
2: talk? We're listening.
1: <laughs> We're listening. I know it's a rarity, but come on now. hmm
0: I know, Mike hadn't hadn't interrupted anyone for like 10 I know days.
1: dude, I get so excited. That's why I just did it right there.
0: <laughs> um yeah, so the ether had gotten very thin there where already all that was really left was earth ether, and once they started to remove that, it started becoming something like like the burn or like the empty, right? And then it got blasted by the Boji incident and got, you know, massively like over-aspected. And um uh towards Astral, presumably. And that's why we've got all like the, the floating rocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's getting smashed like constantly. Just can't can't get a break. Um but the the um the Bodger incident also unearthed a whole bunch of Alleghen ruins.
2: Of course you see it.
0: in these little valleys all the way through.
1: Why not, right? Um, Alligans. We've been saying it forever. Alligans. It's always Alligans. Always Alligans, always. baby.
0: Um, and uh, Menenius... So Menenius studied, um, uh, I believe, at the same academy that Sid and Nero did. Um, but his area of study was uh, was archaeology, right? So he's, he's a sort of... Um, I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of very yeah. flattering for... Yeah, it's very flattering for him, but he's kind of like a Garley Dr. Jones. Yeah. Um, which I think is pretty cool. But he was sort of referring to, you know, having, like, discovered other things and uncovered other things uh, during the, the last chapter in the Southern Front, right? And, yeah. you know, obviously we discover what that is uh, here, and that's why they're in Xadnor. Um, but it's... Uh, yeah, we need to redirect a little bit of ether that's around to be able to create these shields to protect us from the fire of their fleet as we move up to the Dariada, And then we, um, we get in there yeah, in a major way. I think, I think that's really like all that, well, I, you know, okay. So we've got some, uh, I'm just going through here trying to make sure I haven't missed any important bits. We've got Mikoto right having these visions of her falling out of the airship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this this is really this is really interesting to, to me that Mikoto thinks the same way as Fortuneau does. She's got that Charlene education where they think that prophecy is immutable and that once you see the future, that's how it happens, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think for her, because of this attitude, it's like self fulfilling, right? because we can't we can't reconcile this Missy, uh, sorry mikoto tells us oh well what i see everything that i see comes to pass. like history only has one line and that is completely contradictory to everything that we know to be true as a result of shadow bringers right so i'm pretty sure that again mikoto just kind of like talks herself into it right Pretty much. that it becomes self-fulfilling for her.
1: I, I can't even, like, it, it, she's, it's been wrong like three times now. It's not that it's wrong even. It's she sees it, it cuts off, and We're she knows, well, she just fills in the rest. She just fucking ad-libs the rest. She's just like, all right, yeah. so blank yeah. line, uh, we lose, yeah. or we win. Yeah. And she's just like, well, this is what happens. I'm like, you you didn't see yourself hit the ground. You don't know what happens.
0: Yeah. yeah
1: and And also,
0: and again, this is sort of speaking to her attitude, right? is like we know that parachutes exist in this world. we We see parachute mount, gimlet, mount, yeah, mount. or or you know, like seatbelts belts tying a rope around your waist? Not yeah, no, she on. doesn't do
1: <laughs> no, that's not an option.
2: She doesn't do she doesn't do anything. You know she, she's a scattered brain to do anything about it, right? This is it's not because she's
0: scatterbrained. It. It's it's because she thinks that once she's seen it, it's already happened. So, like, why bother doing anything
2: <laughs> otherwise, right? I mean, yeah, she. you would think that she would think, yeah, maybe I'm just going to stay on ground. Maybe I'm just yeah. not going to. Well, they no. set it up yeah. Yeah. in such a way that she
1: has to go on the airship. Like She even gets it. She's like, okay, yeah. it has to be me. I see how yeah, well, we
2: get there. Yeah. That literally should put the fear of God in her. Like, yeah, I'm just not going gonna... <sighs> to. The, go. Only, no, way, see, no, the only way that you can explain
0: it without her being a complete moron is that again she it's her Charlene education, right? That she just thinks that like <laughs> prophecy is, is immutable, history
1: is immutable, right? So yeah. no. she's so dumb. She's one of those she fits the archetype of so smart but so dumb. She's she's that,
2: mm-hmm.
0: pretty
1: much. Well well, she
0: she tells us um in the southern front that like th- this excursion is basically her first time out of Charlier. Uh She's mm-hmm. never been in combat before. Now she's never been I like she out only knows in the Stone field. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so she's learning very quickly. She she's had, learning very very
1: quickly. She's learning some. She learned she learned ultra instinct, but not glare apparently. Hmm. she's she's doing her best alright she's trying she's she's got book smarts but no street smarts that's what it is Mm -hmm. I mean to Mm -hmm. be fair if she couldn't dodge every attack then her echo her version of the echo would actually be bullshit
0: that's true that is true yeah
1: (laughs) doesn't make any sense
0: um so then um Matsuno tries to write Sid as being straight and fails (laughs) <laughs> it's like, nope, still loves Nero Man,
1: people was, people
0: were so salty about that
1: Yeah, they really wanted the Makoto-Sid uh, love love duo I mean, I wanted the love triangle where Nero sees it And he's like, no <laughs> I'm so mad that Nero wasn't in this story Nero doesn't give it Actually, to be fair, I'm amazed he didn't show up after the Diablo armament was beaten And he was just like, so what else is he
2: mm-hmm.
1: Well, Nero Nero wasn't here
0: and Nero wasn't uh, in the weapons quest line either. Like, I feel like Nero got done real
1: dirty this expect they, they realized There's that. It so wasn't had. like... That, that, Sid, Nero's probably sitting back at like the ironworks and he's he's just like... Oh shit, did you hear that thing that's going on? It's Nero, Nero, sit down. Sit down. Please, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Please, please, please listen. We but I want to go! No, no, go! No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, he was listen. piloting. We can make it. We can. It's fine. We'll make it ourselves. We don't need to go. We'll just make one. Okay. Would that make you happy if go. we just make? No, no. We'll make our own. We have it at home. We have it at home.
2: We have. Listen. No. We have weapons
1: at home. Okay.
2: <laughs> like that's like the parent. That is like the parent uh, response to kids. But I don't want McDonald's. We got McDonald's at home. Shut the fuck up.
1: Somebody's got to be raining. He was him in piloting the G Savior. Yes, he is piloting. We do know the that G he was savior. piloting the G Savior, <laughs> but, but like he didn't have any lines. We didn't see him. That was just like an Easter egg. You
2: know? But
1: it was very Nero, to be fair, to literally be like, "Oh, Sid made that. Ooh. Fuck that. I'm making one." I bet you mine's mm-hmm. just yeah. as good or better.
0: <laughs> but um, no, I love Nero, and I was very very disappointed that he didn't show up.
1: He's got to so, be somewhere um, here. I mean, th- the big thing for me is he shows up to help us crack the code. On uh, mm-hmm. on the on the Alligan thing from from point four, and mm-hmm. then he's just like, "Well, that was a steaming pile of shit." Moving on, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's it. I was like, "Where the fuck are you going?" I I, we, I still want you here, but he's not here. He's got to be somewhere. I mean, is just going to be around. He's just always going to be around.
2: He's um, a man of science.
1: He is the he's man of be. science. He's he's, he's also he a man is, of Sid, as far as I'm concerned. He's like joined at the head. Something. If his hip was turned ninety um, degrees, he loves him.
0: He's got to have a role in in Emperor, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, so the Dalriada, what do what do you what do you guys get out of that? I I'm, I think an interesting one. There's cool a
2: fucking robot! there's a robot. It's a little bit more than a, a robot set, but yeah I, a I don't care there was a, a robot a there's a and lot Mininius, of Meninius yeah where the fuck did Meninius learn to pilot a fucking robot Jesus Christ
1: uh, probably his a, whole what land. are you talking about <laughs> the Magitech <laughs> Academy yeah Magitech Academy Well they want Magitech I mean
0: there's
2: general, there's general Magitech and then there's a fucking super robot which I,
0: he's, an I elegant, he's an elegant expert He's an elegant archaeologist He yeah. sure is right. who, who knows the spear mm. Mm. He sure does I'm <laughs> telling you, he sure does Um, Kukulan Yeah We've got yeah. a We've got a um, A dissonance here between Cahulin the White Scent
1: And And this one One that you were long suspecting
2: well, and this is, um, this was, this one, who, who, who was it? Use your words. Um, I'm trying to remember who it was who drew, who drew Cahullin out.
1: You know? Oh, um, I have it. Oh, it's, um, fuck. I knew too. He's, <laughs> You run into him a bunch throughout Bojda, because he summons, like, Belias yeah. and, and all. Of the, he's, a, he's part of all of right. them. Right. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Chat will know. That's
2: fine. Yeah. <laughs> chat will know. Um, chat will know.
1: Chat, you'll know. Gilbrisberg. Gilbrisberg. There you yeah.
0: go. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gilbrisberg. Yes. There you go. Yeah,
1: he's part
0: of a bunch will, of shenanigans. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I, I'd mm-hmm. not I think I think it's so funny, you know. Through all these logs, like we have got more information on most of these characters than we do on most of the Scions, and yet they are so like arbitrary throwaway
1: characters. That's Matsuno it's, for um, you, though. Matsuno loves doing. it. is a text like he will he will write an entire life story for every single character that he ever makes. Yeah,
2: his this is yeah, this is going and to be a full um, section in the Encyclopedia or tier Three. Yeah, <laughs> I that's. Why I can't.
0: I can't decide whether. On one hand, I love it. I love getting all of this like, just arbitrary world building just for like flavor. But on the other hand, I do believe that it's absolutely terrible storytelling. So just is. like have exposition exposition dumps like this.
1: Montano Ma- is very much um, known for writing incredible worlds and lores having no method of yeah. which to tell you about them unless you pursue the the info. It's like it's like it's like yeah. he he's writing lore for a Dark Souls game, but also wanted the story yeah. but kind of gave up halfway through.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. I think I think he's fantastic at world building, but um I mean this is why fourteen is going so well at the moment, right? Is that you've got Oda and Koji who are basically I, I would say students of Matsuno, right? They come from the Matsuno school of world building. Um and you could see that in ARR and Heaven's Ward, you had really excellent world building with really like thin characters. And then you get Ishikawa coming in and taking the reign on the narrative, who comes from the school of, you know, basically like uh narrative uh trajectory and strong pacing and strong characters, and between them you've got like the fucking dream team right there, you know. Um Yeah, so, I mean, I keep saying, like, I want all of these logs and stuff, I want them everywhere throughout all of the game. I just don't want them to replace uh, the better methods of narrative kind of storytelling, right? Yeah,
1: and I think a lot of that has to do with, they have a lot of these arbitrary characters that show up just for the fates, or just for one Mm cutscene, and they just kind of background Mm -hmm. noise. But he doesn't want you mm-hmm. to not give a shit about them, but there's no way he can yeah. tell you a story about every single one of them in terms of like No, there's
0: no space. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: So he yeah. just wants you to see Papaga and and know mm-hmm. a little bit about her. Which he was apparently he didn't know she was gonna have that emote and she was gonna be super popular like
0: that. <laughs> uh, there was like so much so much flavor throughout all of Zadnor and all of uh, the Southern front as well, which was which was really, really nice. It's like Every single one of these NPCs was a person. Which is something you don't see much uh in the rest of 14, I think.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, but going back going back to kukulin right? Yeah. So I remember I think it was um Oh, who was it? Uh a void Um Easy Hawk Manor. What's her name? Halicarnassus? Oh, or, you um, mean... Helicarnassus. Helicarnassus.
1: Yeah. Yes, thank you. yes. Okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we have the Halicarnassus there, and then we have the Halicarnassus that we encounter uh, during the Omega. Omega. Race, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the explanation we're given is that there's this, this fairy tale, right, about Halicarnassus <laughs> that the one in Hawk Manor was named after, right? And I think that something similar is going on with Cuckooleon. Right, one way or the other. Right, either the void set was named after the um, uh, the Esper, or the Esper was named after the void Sets.
1: It's tough to tell because one thing that the Omega series deliberately keeps uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, I, I guess they just don't explain it, and they do they do this yeah, on purpose. They keep it vague. Yeah. is because they don't want you to know where the fairy tale came from. They don't want to have to explain yeah. if it's from another shard, if it's from another game yeah. in the case of some of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So that way, they, they just don't have to explain it. So, for all we know, these are legends from the 13th before it became the mm-hmm. Void. And yeah. these Void Scent are relative to that. There's just no way to know. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. That's yes. that's my guess, though, or elegance.
2: So
0: yeah, yeah. But I I think I think what we need to establish is that this Kahulun that we fight in Dalriada and the Voidsent Kahulun are two completely different yeah. entities. And I think a lot right. of like new people that haven't really dived into the lore get really confused by that, um, for yeah you know, obvious reasons, right? It's, it is quite confusing. <laughs> Not as confusing as Diablos, but we'll come to that.
1: Yes. We sure will. <laughs> I Before we get to him, I guess I love that Lion just keeps finding all of these uh, all these giant dog birds, and he's like, okay, Dewan the first, Dewan the second, Dewan the third. <laughs> How many <laughs> yeah. Dewans does this guy know? How many Dewans does this guy know? He's just like, I've got all these Dewans in, in in my crew. Dewan the younger, yeah, I guess they will just keep dying, care. too. Yeah. Now we just need him to, like... Necromancer, one back, and just get Dewan the Undying, (laughs) or some shit like that. (laughs) No, this one is Dewan. Oh man, but there's not much to say about Dewan. I mean, there is. There's he's got. I think he's got a log, doesn't he, Dewan? Yeah, he's got a log. Yeah, Yeah. he's from
0: um, basically the central Ilzabadian mountains. uh, It's a legendary, presumably, yeah, around there.
1: <laughs> I really want to
0: explore some of those zones.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you do. Because <laughs> it doesn't seem like we're going to. It doesn't seem like we're There's nothing. I mean, the, the, we don't know exactly what's listed. I mean, we know what's listed so far zone wise from the. You froze, by the way. I don't know if you can still hear me. But your camera's frozen. He can. He can or can't? Because he can't reply. He can. He said he can. Yeah, but he could also speak last time. So it's hard to know whether or not he actually can or if he's been fully dropped. This no, a, no. That's a great face, though. I'll be the first to admit. That is, that is a great yeah. face. I'll say that much. Um, mm-hmm. Hey, because he wants to talk about Diablo, and we definitely need him here for Diablo. There we go. looks like you're on. I'm almost, still here. Yeah, now he's here. I he can hear still, you. Yeah, I'm I'm told you guys. you can still hear us. Yeah. It's hard to tell because you can't respond for the longest time. I, I know, I know. There you go. Uh, Diablo. Yeah, I'm just like, hello? Doesn't work. Yes, Di- Diablo. Diablo. Yes, the Diablo... That's quite a treasure you have there. Yeah, so that um, I don't Halloween think any of us expected... So, so I mean, we, we were able to hear the theme music to Diablo in the trailer, but I don't think any of us really put together... Because you don't hear the Diablo part. The one part they omit from the trailer know. is the Diablo part. They put, every, they put all the other things in the trailer. But... Mm-hmm. The, that was a shocker, because now we, we have a whole other breed of Alligan fuck-ups that we have to deal with, most likely. Well. Potentially. Yes
0: and no. Yes and no. This, this goes back to Azaslav, yeah. right? It goes back to the Fractal Continuum, uh, the, the uh, ostensibly um, museum, right? And what we learned from there is that uh, the Allegans had created and studied synthetic void sets right? In the same way that, like, they'd look at dragons and they'd look at, like, um, uh, various sort of chimera-esque creatures, like like the, the reptilian um, centaur things, like the lizard centaurs from Mericidia. They were like, oh, we could make that better. <laughs> and just, like, synthetically made it, artificially made it. They were doing the same thing with a void cent. Um, between that and between Proto-Ultima, Reverse Engineering Ultima, uh, they were like, okay, we, we need a Void Scent army that we can use to crush Mericidia. However, we have two methods for summoning Void Scent. One of them is to open portals, which only uh, basically Void Scent of a power that is kind of in relation to the size and the stability of the portal can actually come through which means stuff like like Cloud of Darkness, for instance. Can't get through that, right? Uh, that's what the, the Crystal Tower was a solution for. Um, alternatively, we can summon them into hosts, into bodies. And same thing, the power of the Void Scent is basically proportionate to the power of the body. So we can summon a super powerful Void Scent into a body, but it will be significantly weaker than its potential based on that body. So, what we're going to do is we're going to create synthetic bodies, clones, effectively that are, you know, kind of like chimerified through various um, uh, etheric chemistry uh, bodies that are like specifically custom made to summon voids into. And we can make this even more streamlined by creating bodies for specific void sets, bodies that are.
2: <laughs> Elegance <laughs> We're gonna miss the juiciest part. You're <laughs> gonna miss the juiciest yeah, part just, just, like, just, just
1: so you know, at this, because we're, we're not we can't continue. Yeah, just hold part. on, hold
2: on one second. Hold on one second at this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you you were saying this bodies that are, and then we lost you. So as soon as you come back, you can oh, continue God. from there. All right. <laughs> That's Allegan's. That's the Allegan's
2: meme, right? Allegan's. Yep. <laughs> Allegan.
1: <laughs> uh, we can hear you again. i see you again. Okay, yeah, cool. you're back.
0: All right, yes. So they were making these bespoke synthetic hosts for specific void set, right? Mm-hmm. That were specifically custom made to summon specific void set. So... Some people have been looking at. I, I, I think it was also in in the log for the Diablos Armament, right? Where it, it seemed to be possibly implying that Diablos wasn't an individual; it was a type. That's what I had a lot of people saying to me. They were like, "Oh no, they confirmed that there's like a bunch of different Diabloses. He's just a type of voice and He's not an individual." That is not what I got from the log, whatsoever. And that's also not. Um, I think people were asking. I think people were asking Matt to know about this on Twitter as well, and he said something similar. Um, was it? Was it Munson? No, there was, was it, there was um, an
1: interview that came out too, where they described that yeah. um, Diablo was just like like say, I think it was asking why it's called the Diablo armament and not yes, D-F- that's right, the yeah, 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 armament, yeah, and it was just because that was yeah. the name they interpreted for him at their time, similar to how like Azim and Azima and things like just just different, yes. you get cultural yeah. representations of them, yeah,
0: yeah, that was it. So the Allegans had a slightly different name for it. Yeah. And, and people took that as well and interpreted that as like, oh, okay, so there was like a bunch of different types of Void Scent like Diabolos. There was Diabolos and there was Diablo and there were different people. No, I think that's a mistake. Diabolos is is an individual. He's one dude. Every time that we fought Diabolos he's been the same dude. They made this host body, this synthetic Void Scent, specifically for him to summon him into to go and fuck shit up in Mericidia, right? Um... The Galians recovered that body uh, and probably used a synthetic horosite or some other similar, basically like an operating system rather than having the consciousness of the void set in there, and that's why it starts like messing up and going, "Hey." Right? yeah, yeah. it's basically like uh, like software incompatibility.
1: <laughs> yeah, because the body um, doesn't the body isn't inactive. And then active. It needs to be. It yeah. needs to be powerful enough without him in it, in order for them to mm-hmm. use it to restrain him. Because essentially, they want to yeah. use it like a neural link. At the end
2: of yeah. the day, They yeah. want, they want to trap him yeah, in there. Exactly, them. yeah,
0: yeah. And, and in the same way that like the ultimate weapon is designed to be automated, but it can be piloted. It's designed to be powered by primals, but works just fine without them. Yeah, it's kind of the same sort of thing we've got going here,
1: right? Yeah, that was that was. I remember having this discussion on a live stream too. Basically, the same yes. the same uh, conclusion that it was. Yeah. He's just not in there. They just never, they never. Yeah, he's, he's not. Never in. bore fruit. Now, one thing is the question I have is how many of these armaments did they make? How many of the high tier void sent? Were they aware of and or trying to create host bodies for? did they decide to start with Diablos? No. The and then they were gonna go from there? That doesn't sound like the allegan uh, philanthropy that I'm used to where they put all their ba- put all their uh, eggs in one basket and say, "No, that one is fine." Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Look, I think they probably did a bunch of them, but I think that they they probably all had complications. they all had issues in the same way that all the proto ultimatetes. Didn't didn't really quite work, right? They all had problems. Um, the fact that they decided that they were going to have to open a giant void portal to be able to have powerful voids that come through uh, via the crystal tower. I mean, we have you know this this kind of um, uh, this description of Zande being kind of like Thanos, right? Is obsessed with death, right? And and he's not really so interested in continuing to like conquer the world as he is in just like death and destruction for the sake of it. And that's why he wanted to open the portal. But at the same time, there had to be like a justification for that. And I think it probably would have been that the synthetic voids that were not quite quite enough. But I'm sure we're, I'm sure we are gonna. I mean, who knows? Like, there's got to be the doors open right now. We've got the precedent. They can invent as many of these as they like now. It's definitely one of these things that, like, this thin- synthetic voice set, this um, Diabolos armament was probably not conceived of, was almost certainly not conceived of back in ARR, this type of entity. But now that they've made the justification, they've set the precedent, they can throw as
1: many of these at us as they want.
0: We you know, They sure can.
1: So it's Ferdia, just another type of boss now. Yeah, Ferdiad, Scothic. Yep.
2: Scothic?
0: Yeah. yeah. And honestly, it's a fun way to, like, revisit all of these uh, enemies again, I think.
2: I mean, we haven't dealt with every Void since, so there are probably some new ones that we don't even know about.
1: Oh, for sure. One has to assume mm-hmm. there's there's more Voids, powerful Voids that we never dealt. I remember the one that's in the Void quests, What came out and everyone thought it was going to be unique and, like, fine. And then you just, like, stomp it in, like, a cutscene or something. I don't right. And it, like its face came out of the portal, and it was like, hey. and we're just like, what the fuck <laughs> is that thing? Yeah, and we're just like, <laughs> three, 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 like <laughs> set back in That back. thing was fucking dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that I, I just, I don't know where we're going, man. That's it. There's so many places to go. There's so many places certain elements of the story can go. But I guess the the question then becomes like happens like now we, we wait for thumb I mean here's the thing end of 6.0 the is liberated as far as I'm concerned it's liberated now like it, it mm-hmm. isn't in a way but I mean the logs make it sound like it is it might as well be at this point considering uh, that entire thing is underground at the very least okay well let's talk about the logs let's yeah. let's let's do that we, ne- we we never
0: get to meet Noah. Nope, We get a little cutscene after Valriada where uh, Menenius and Leon are just like gay as fuck, which is awesome. I love that. Those two are so horny for each other. Um, but Menenius is dead, ostensibly. Leon escapes. Uh, goes back to Valnein. Uh Noah tells him that he's been a naughty boy. <laughs> naughty boy needs to go to his room for a little while just so that everyone else can see that he's being punished um but Noah's basically like oh yeah by the way I got cancer or whatever um seems to be the same thing that killed his dad yeah and Leon's like oh that sucks bro sorry to hear that but it was gonna happen eventually right
1: he really does say it it like that he really you're not even wrong he literally goes hmm
0: yeah I saw that one coming and it's like Leon Leon's a sociopath, honestly. Yeah. He really is. Um but yeah, then then we get this log being like, yeah, and then Leon killed Miller in his sleep and now he's in charge. And the
1: judge. But also on the run.
0: But also on the run, and that's that's his story done. Yeah. Fuck you with this is my story. You're not finishing it. I just <laughs> did, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, essentially, he just he writes the the epilogue into their log. It's a literal epilogue, I suppose. And I was so mad. I was so mad about this. Honestly,
0: it's really it's so weird. salty.
1: It's really weird. it really didn't be like
0: that. I think I I really think that it's Matsuno, you know like all love to him, all power to him. You know, it's his story, but it is him being like possessive, where it seems like. He wanted to continue it and wasn't able to immediately, or, or, you know, wanted to wait until all the Damascus stuff was cleared up, but was like, I don't want anyone else to take over this story and move it in a direction other than the one that I wanted. So I'm just going to put what should have been the, the big, uh, you know, the big, um, uh, finale. Conclusion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 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 footnotes.
2: It's <laughs> pretty much of that. It just seemed I mean, it just I mean, been, like we, vindictive, didn't it? How long have we been building up Gabron? Like ever since what? I'm to well, ever since the... the
0: beginning
1: of Storm ever
0: since three point uh sorry, four point one at yeah.
1: least, right? <sighs> Jesus. There, there, is, there is an extended version of that interview where we were supposed to meet Gabrov, by the way. He says said we were supposed to actually I think he said we he said we were supposed to fight him, but because of Varus. Of course you're supposed I mean, to I would fight imagine. Him. Yeah. But he said that he he decided to omit it because he thought that it was going to be too similar to Varus, the Varus encounter. Who cares? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just I letting you know, know what so he mad. said. This is what Martino said.
0: All right. Listen, Menemius getting a, a a Gundam that was cool. You know the Diablo armament that was cool. But the fact that we got to the end and it was like, uh, and then no entirely sleep or whatever. It's just like <laughs> it's just vindictive. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do get some. We do get a, at least a cool finishing scene where it, yeah. something I predicted was probably going to happen in the form of Mizia using the the sword to do one to do this one last thing. As soon as I saw the Diablo armament wasn't dead, I was like, Mizzia is going to fucking show up, isn't she? And sure, fucking enough, that, that, was, that was really upset. I
0: think the right it was like, "Hey, are we gonna?" stab her to death, or, or, or are you going to stab her to death? And I was like, I don't want to I don't want these I choices. Why are these my only yeah, two no. choices?
2: Yeah, we could have saved her! I'm so fucking
0: mad at that. Yeah. So, here's the thing. In 14, your choices, they, they do not matter. right? You're on the rails. There's one storyline. Now, when you want to give people the illusion that their choices matter... You have to be so, so careful because when you do that and they matter even less after your input, it kind of like shatters the illusion, right? It draws attention to the fact that as an RPG, you have nothing. You have no power. You have no influence. I love the way 14's story is structured. But that was such like a bitter moment for me where I was like, you got a choice here. And it was just drawing attention to the fact that no, actually, I really don't. I really, really don't. And this is really unpleasant. <laughs> but I think that was the point, right? It was supposed to feel unpleasant. Like th- this whole chapter is about like so much about like. The, the the bitterness and the realities of war. I know like this is a, a really common theme for, for Matsuna, right? Is like not not <laughs> fantasizing war and conflict. It's ugly, it's unpleasant, it's tragic, it's awful. People like most people die. And the ones that are left are irreparably damaged. Um so I think he wanted us to feel really, really awful about that choice. I just think that I felt awful not only for my character but also for myself as as a player for drawing attention to the limitations of this narrative structure that, that the game uses right
1: mm-hmm. See, I, I thought that way more back in Bojja, where they make you pick your solution to deal with Eureka, but then you just do the opposite mm. of it after you beat Baldessian anyway. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially because yeah, a lot that, of people then didn't fun. do Baldessian, so it's like, oh man, I got to make a choice, and then and then when you do it, you're like, nah, never mind. Just do the opposite. It's, just, it's so funny. stands the same way. regardless.
0: Oh, God, that was really... I mean, it was effective, right? It was really upsetting... It was really unpleasant. Yeah.
1: At the very least, I still enjoyed pretty much all of Bojja, and I didn't see a world Loved in it. Way. I think they knew deep down, like, okay, we can't have two Fordolas. We just, we really can't. Of course. We can't have two. Oh, of course, yeah. Absolutely. Because that's essentially what Mizya was becoming. That's, was the, logic. Yeah, that's was the logic. too, yeah. That's the logic, really. Electric Boogaloo. Absolutely, but... but you know
0: my I was expecting it to be like classic Final Fantasy style you know kind of like how kind of like how, um, uh, kind of like how Yazel died you know it's like mm. just her and Diablo kill each other and she disappears in a cloud of ether not like on the ground vomiting blood and us having to slit her throat you know fucking hell
1: yeah but like I did it so. <laughs> <laughs> but I did though I mean, yeah, but, like, I did it, so... <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if that, I, mean I guess, again, yeah. it's, it could have just made us, like... They could have just made one of the other NPCs do it and never asked us if we wanted to do it kind of thing. And just, it would have mm-hmm. gone down the same way, but without the, the botched illusion of choice. Mm-hmm. She wanted it. It's mm-hmm. not like we were like, oh, we have to do this. She's like, oh, come on, and kill me.
0: She was dying as well, yeah. like we'd already realized that she was beyond healing at that point. Yeah. Um so it was about it was about putting her out of her misery. It was like our our choice was effectively like, do we think this person deserves to die quickly or die slowly and painfully? Yeah. That was the choice. And she was like, please, I am suffering. Just get it over with, just put me out of my misery. Uh and and that was like like it was literally it was like Do we euthanize her or not? And that was awful. That's an awful, awful, awful kind of choice to give to a a player. And a very
1: Matsuno-style choice at that. They said they changed it, that it was initially a little more uh, direct, I suppose. Let me see if I can find Mm. the line. Uh, hmm. Didn't want a war. Let's see. Oh, one of the scrapped ideas was to have the Warrior of Light as a juror to decide the execution, but the players didn't want to have that kind of stress, so they changed it to acting as an observer. So essentially, if you had chosen the no, you would have still been a part of like the, peer, the uh, a group of peers that decided her fate. But instead, they're just like, nah, just kill her. <laughs> well, I, I
0: believe that if you, if you choose yes, I'll do it, then she bleeds out before you do it. But if
1: you say no, then and I think you,
0: Baisai Jin If you say no, yeah, Bashausen does it. Yeah. yeah. So it's like There's if you say yes and if you way. say yes and want to do the merciful thing, then she suffers. Either way she suffers.
1: And either way she dies.
0: Hmm. Well yeah, yeah. But uh is it, yeah, it was a really, really unpleasant experience for me. Honestly,
1: I was like, "All right, Mizia, listen, you didn't earn, you didn't earn my trust like everyone else." It's like, whatever, just let's. All right, I'm good.
0: Oh, if you say yes, apparently, if you say yes, then Baz will uh, will kill us. So, so he does it. Either way, it was
1: my duty. All right. Anyway, she's dead she's out of the story mm. unless she suddenly mm. decided that with her stolen resonance she also can body off <laughs> I think it's implied that with what she did with the weapon she's like dunzo dunzo like she she doesn't have the same capacity
0: no I don't think she has the same sort of density as Xenos does to be able to do that
1: Yeah, he's certainly got the, the booty cheeks to show his density good old Xenos He's going to clap back and end Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, I hate it. You're welcome. (laughs) Listen, you can't just...
2: So that was
1: Uh, 5.55? No, there's one other thing. There's one other thing. Oh. Okay. So that near finale, though.
2: (laughs) So that's 5.55. Thank you guys so much for coming out to the show. God, what... Did you had, was, at this by any chance?
1: Have you seen my reaction to the end of the near quest? I don't think I need to. You really? Honestly, <laughs> I, think, I think I think you I think you want to though.
0: <laughs> I probably should. Yeah, yeah. It's probably pretty similar to mine because
1: I, I did one video that was a joke where I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it, but I mm. I, I I play a joke on how near games normally end. And the other one is my actual response to like cuz they decided, "Oh, after those six quests, by the way, here's a seventh one in 5.55." And I was like, "Fucking stop. Stop."
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's my genuine reaction. That one is just all me with just the, the light editing.
2: So you just Sorry. pulled a Yoko Taro, basically.
1: Yeah, my you know my I did you know my favorite part of of that last quest of the, of the there's actually I have two favorite parts of that last near quest. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. The first mm-hmm. is that it was the last one. And it's, as of this moment, still is the last one. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, every server except um, one had 69% on one of the choices. And it was an EU, ser- I'm sorry, I think it was specifically that EU data center had all but one server with 69%. And I forget the server, I think it was Cerberus that ruined it, one of them. And it was 68%. So, uh, but there was a lot of 69%, no. so I was, I was happy to see that.
0: Let's let's not like belabor it. We're beating a dead horse at this point, but um I gotta say, everything that we've been saying about this collab and about Yokotaro um since it was announced and all of the assaults and all of the hate come to I just I just gotta say, I, I'm I'm sure Mike, you feel the same, but I feel like pretty vindicated right now. There's no vindication
1: in this.
2: I mean yes, there's uh, vindication in the form that no, we were fucking right.
1: It doesn't matter. That doesn't <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't create vindication. And here's I the want thing. Look, I, I wanna be, be very clear about something. I have gone through every forum, every post that I could possibly to make sure I fully right. understand the exact repercussions on Drak and... Nir or guard yep. that that yep. has, because it's all canon. And yep. that has not changed my opinion on it in even remotely the slightest. The only thing I've gone back and kind of adjusted my opinion on is I think Copied Factory was actually a good 24-man in terms of, like, fun. That's the only thing I've gone back and thought of and reprimanded, is that I look back on Copied Factory and I'm like, okay, that was fun. I enjoyed that. It's the last boss, not so much, but the, everything else that was great. I had the hallway section, mm-hmm. the third boss is is really good. The second boss, I've mm-hmm. gone back and I've been like, you know what? Out of the three, that one that one gets a pass for me. I could still do that one in a roulette if it popped up and not hate myself.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel like with near we like with each iteration, with each patch we have gone like we we've, we've done probably double steps in some. But I feel like we've gone through the seven steps of grief. I'm sorry. I also meant puppets, Parker. Yeah. You're right. My bad.
1: I, I misnamed them. I P- I'm sorry. I, I had to fix that. Asa, I didn't mean puppets, Parker, yeah. not copy. Copy factory is the worst of the three. So,
2: yeah, I, I feel like right. we've we've gone through the seven steps of grief with New. and we're 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 just at the point where I don't even think like, I don't even think we're bargaining now. I mean, we're, we're accepting. We're accepting. We never we never really bargained. But we we accept it for what it is, and you you had but happy. You had this sort of small tinge of optimism.
1: I did. I said I won't judge it till it's done, and now it's over. Yeah, and we can You're judge judging it. the
0: shit
2: out of it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, that's fair. I'm um, not even. I'm not mad about <laughs> it anymore. What what is the final stage of what is the final stage of grief of of mourning? Acceptance. Acceptance? Is that it? Acceptance. Oh, yeah, acceptance. I'm definitely at
2: acceptance. Yeah. I'm definitely there. Yeah. I, like um, how, I like how somebody in chat's like, I'm still at anger. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm at...
1: I'm at, That's why I've been able to go back and look at, at Puppets Bunker back. be like, eh, no, I had a good time there.
2: That
1: mm-hmm. was all right. Mm-hmm. I could certainly do it again. But uh, the rest of that... Um, no. I'd rather play Chrono Cross again.
0: I, um... I know I'm reiterating here. I know that we've kind of said this a lot of times, but this is probably the last time that we're going to be talking about the near stuff directly be. specifically. Fucking better, man. Be. <laughs> so my my opinion, and, and I, I kind of hold to this, right? Mm-hmm. Every single 24-man since the Realm mm-hmm. Reborn has done so much heavy lifting for world building and for, uh, you know, kind of grander scope storytelling outside of and around the MSQ and contributing to the MSQ, panning the MSQ, raising the stakes for the MSQ. Um, Nier has not done that at all. Not even a little bit. And that is okay to me because we had the weapons questline which contributed way more than the eight-man raids, the, the eight-man trials, I should say, usually do. We've also had Bojer, which added way more than any exploratory content has done before now. All of the other side quests in Shadowbringers have been about building the narrative, raising the stakes, um supporting the uh the, the, the kind of um climax that Endwalker is going to be. The fact that Nia didn't I'm, uh, is, is totally fine. It's totally okay. Because even without it, we got more than, than we normally do. Um, they were fun 24-man's. I enjoyed them. I got what I expected. I, I only feel vindicated because this is what I've been saying and what we've all been saying the whole way through, is that like we, we don't think that it's going to be what... The Yokotaro stands hope, or what they expect. And maybe it is, you know. Maybe maybe all all the Yokotaro fanboys are still kidding themselves and still think that <laughs> this is a, a majestic, incredible work of art that he's produced here. To that I have oh, absolutely boy. nothing to to that I have absolutely nothing to say other than like just don't at me because I don't care. Um But I, I do feel like like i say a, li- a little bit vindicated, and I feel like perhaps now a lot of you guys see where we were coming from when we had um no expectations for anything of the sort.
1: <laughs> I just wanted it to at least because i listen, I remember when I first played dragon guard i I fought all the flying babies like i've i've mm-hmm. I've been there mm-hmm. i didn't I didn't feel any better about what's yep. implied by the what the final boss is. Other than being able to recognize it as a reference and a continuation of plot lines that had pre-existed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you draw comparisons to the two dwarves to a character in the Draken in the Drak- in, It just yeah. it doesn't it it's it's still just a hollow shell to me that yeah. was moderately okay to go through the first time. For me agonizing to go through on repeat visits for, for copied and tower. Puppets again, you get a pass. I think you're I actually think you're a good twenty-four man. <laughs> but at least I got some dope music out of it.
0: Look, yeah, exactly. Great phenomenal sound design. Great level design. Like everything design wise, I think was really on point. Including for me, the fight design.
1: I really enjoyed no, it. No, not for me. Definitely Clearly most was... of them, not the fight design for me, except in a mm-hmm. couple of Puppets Bunker. That's mm-hmm. why Puppets Bunker gets a pass, because I think they did that one pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Narrative yeah. design. I mean, this is from the man who tells everyone on stream that he's a liar and we shouldn't believe anything he says. So. But at least he got us, to, he got Yoshida to talk about 16. So. I don't know if Sakaguchi managed that. They just finished their conversation, I think, or they did that earlier today or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, at least he did that. Yoko was my hero for about 15 minutes. <laughs> He gets he gets
0: that from. Uh, he must be a nightmare to interview. He is just.
1: <laughs> I don't know. He's 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 a wild card, and I was okay with that. Listen, his interview mm. was. I was able to, to, to power through his interview a little bit more easily than a lot of others. Despite mm. me not yeah. being invested in the near future, his interview was just good. <laughs> that, was, mm. that was the bottom line. So I'll give him I'll give him that. And we, and considering how long we were fucking sitting here during that, I really needed that at the moment.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, now
1: they, this, but now that they, but destroyed the Skr uh headquarters, you know, we just you don't have to worry about <laughs> it
2: So I guess with this, we uh, bury the near topic forever. We until we get the ride until ride. we get the
1: follow-up yeah. quest in six point oh one, yeah.
2: Stop it. Um, yeah. May it rest in peace. Uh, thanks for the times. The times. I don't want any of the things you whether just said. Were, burn it. And Whether they were good Burn good it or bad, and
1: we didn't have a good
2: time. <laughs> I, I didn't say good times. I said times. You, yeah,
1: no, I think you said good. I think you forgot, though. I think you've omitted that from memory already. Thanks for Thanks for the ass. And uh, we'll see you later. Hey, rest in peace. There you go. Yeah. And we got to see Yoshida do this for 30 minutes on a live stream because of... <laughs> he literally got to this. He's, he just kept... And we couldn't even understand. It wasn't even translated, like, at the time. He just kept doing this. And we're like, he's still talking about... He's still talking about the glam, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. it. Sure, is. It.
2: sure.
0: <laughs> Oh, my God.
1: Oh yeah well,
0: um, that's point um, five point 5. 5. 5. five. So
1: mm-hmm. I, have this, I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. When's the quiz?
0: <laughs> oh. <sighs> give us um
1: Give us two or three weeks. How's that sound? It's time? gonna have to be let me tell you this. If it's not next week, three it weeks. won't be. It definitely won't be in two weeks. So it's a minimum for mm-hmm. me.
2: Three weeks. All right, so weeks. we'll do three weeks. Because three weeks. For those unaware,
1: uh, in two weeks uh, there will be the embargo lift on the media tour, and we are not the internet doing explodes. we are not doing A or Zivia that week. <laughs>
0: Mm-mm. No, sure. no, no, no. So, never no 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 13th for
1: that one. So,
0: all right, three weeks. Then I will. I will see you guys
1: again. Just in time, at for that time. Just time. to forget everything again.
2: And it will. And it will. Be covering 5.55 or will it just be? Oh, it's
1: gonna. We didn't do okay. one on 5.5, sir. So, it's right,
2: be we didn't. 5.5. so that means
1: diamond mm, yeah. weapon. It'll that be means, 5.5. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And mm. um, as usual, it may include a
1: couple of wild cards. If you ask a near question, uh, you're fire. fired. Yeah. Just want you to know, we've just agreed we're putting it to rest here. So if you put a question about it, <laughs> you're fired. Yep. All right, I deal. Okay. I'm just, that's just making sure the stakes, the stakes <sighs> are understood there. Okay. Well, with that, we can wrap up the show so I can get to working on, uh, oh, wait, Mel has, I think Mel has a question for you, but she can't type in the chat. I got to figure out what are those burner accounts that she made as a joke that I got to. She said she has a question for Ethis, please. She's typing it now. Oh, she could also... Mm-hmm. Co- oh, no, actually, she, mm-hmm. I think she's not home right now, but she just really wants to ask you this question. and um, she hasn't finished typing it yet, let me just let her know that I see this. Um, when will he visit the sun so he's not so white anymore?
2: Okay. okay. Wow. Right. That's und- I-, I have
0: not... I, I, as you guys know, I've been in Norway for two years. I haven't had a summer since the beginning of 2019.
1: And I cannot Damn. wait to get back to the beach the once we get out lockdown. She lives with me and she's asking you this, by the way. And I'm not, and I'm the not exactly the, the tannest individual. I've got a bit of like yellow light coming from over there and that's about it.
0: She's just jealous that I got, I got beautiful skin. I got a lot more gray hair now, but I've got beautiful skin. I think, I think oh, I'm God. doing alright for 30. Oh,
2: boy.
0: Yeah. Alright, all right, well, I'll catch you guys in three weeks. She I'm said she's not cry. jealous yeah.
1: of shit, by the way. Alright, I'm done reading her DMs at this point. So, thanks everyone for tuning in to State of the Realm number 290. Oh, no, she's got a question. Hold on, let's get through the outro before she asks Sly a question. Because this is going to be. Oh, she got a
2: question for me. Gonna, yeah, she hasn't oh, typed yeah, yeah, let's get yeah, through the go outro go first.
1: Uh, thanks ahead. everyone for joining us for State of the Realm. <laughs> 2.90. Uh, as stated, we will be doing uh, our Air Zivia, which is our lore uh, trivia show that Ephes makes us look like idiots on. Um, that'll be in three weeks. In two weeks, we'll be doing a show on the stuff that comes out of the media tour. Probably do multiple shows on that, to be honest, because it's going to be a ton of information. A so, a general, A general show about the thoughts, first impressions, and then we can probably bring on some experts on certain roles to talk about changes. On various mm-hmm. things, obviously there's tank healers, DPS, but we also don't have that many shows until Endwalker comes out, so unless we plan on doing a week where we do two shows potentially, we might not be able to fit in all the experts that we want to bring on. So, we'll uh, we'll have to keep you tentatively in, uh, in the know with that when Sly and I talk about it behind the mm-hmm. scenes. Uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> I, I know what the question is. I saw two words. And I know what the question is, Sly. But before we before we ask Sly this burning question at this, thank you for joining us. Thank you for waking up early on one of your days off and uh, joining us for this. So why don't you tell everyone where they can find you at?
0: Oh, geez, you can find me uh, right here where I've been locked down for several months. Melbourne's got the world record for the most days in lockdown. Uh, Really though, you can find me Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Those are the main places. Ethys Asher, E T H uh, Y S A S H E R. I'm I'm in those places. I'll probably be streaming tomorrow, doing some Zadnor, uh, and hopefully uploading the uh, the rest of our Zadnor playthrough to, to YouTube very soon as well. Um, if any of you guys actually in the Australian time zone, AEST, are like good editors looking for work, then uh, get into my DMs, because I need an editor. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's me, guys. I've missed you. Um, and uh, I'll see you it's in three weeks. But it's been, a, it's been a pleasure.
2: Over to Sly. <laughs> Hi. How you doing? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Sly, aka GreyFox. You can find me on Twitter at SlyTheFox. Um, like Cap said, uh, before October 13th, just going through, um, media tour stuff, uh, continuing, counting down until SRW 30, because SRW 30 is literally the start of me not having a life for the rest of the year. Um, but before that, uh, tomorrow, um, of course, WSLI, I always do WSLY, but tomorrow is a first Saturday, so doing it live. 14, um, if you're on Primal, you're definitely invited, come out, love to have you, since we're, it's not Halloween, but, you know, we're not doing, for Saturday, you know, it's a costume for so, don your best costume, look good, kill prize,
1: oh, I've don, got my where costume, where can they find you, don't worry, I've got my costume, don't worry, here, my oh, fuck. Uh, There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, which, I wish I still had the Blue Mage mask. I don't know where that is. The one that I have. Unfortunate. All right. uh, by the way, slide. the question is why do you hate Chocobo Racing and Mario Party? Why won't you stream it for the kids? That was the question. <laughs>
2: So how where can I find you?
1: You can find me, Mr. Happy1227, pretty much everywhere. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Those are the primary places you'll be finding me. I'll be a little quieter on YouTube for the next couple of weeks because my life will be absorbed mm-hmm. into tour related video creation. Uh, I'm currently planning on having 22 videos that come out at embargo timing. Don't listen is this a fucking surprise at this point? come on now not
2: really not really come on I now. Do you hate yourself so much
1: I'm just do because I, mean, I love really myself and I need to love myself I mean, are you, you gonna hire an
2: editor right
1: never because I'm too much of a control freak <laughs>
2: It that won't ever true. happen. That is, that is big true. <laughs> that will never He's it will never true. happen.
1: Um Strangers of Paradise. I actually Ugh. got to interview uh, the producer and director on the screening side and the producer from the Team Ninja at Tecmo side. I put that out on YouTube Ooh. today. I also got to play demo two early, but demo two just at PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S today. I highly recommend it. It also got confirmed for a March eighteenth release date. So that's only a month before Forspoken, so March just got a little bit busier. April just got is also busier because of Forspoken, so got some uh, fun stuff coming down the pipeline once we've winded down a little bit from Endwalker's release, and I've leveled everything to 90 because I will be leveling them very fast in Endwalker, let me tell you. So that's what I'm working on. That's what the plans are. So you might see me around the Twitch directory in the evenings just keeping my mind idle because sometimes I just need the brain to go over here so I can come back over here. Otherwise, I'll go fucking insane. So, that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at mentally. later. So, enjoy. But anyway, we're going to move on and do a short post-show, and then we won't see you next week. But we'll definitely see you the week oh. after that. And the week after that. And probably most weeks after yes, will. that. It'll probably be weekly. Mm-hmm. You'll probably start the Steel Series giveaways again at that point. Anyway, we'll mm-hmm. see you later. And until next time, take care. See you in two weeks.